She does eat some meat, though. I'm sorry. Braunschweiger. I ate, I ate a tube of that myself last week. A tube of it. Of course you did. Look at you. Look at you. You're melting. You're melting in your chair right now. Of course you ate a tube of it. Horrible. He's like, God. Carson, did looky, looky. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome, children of all ages, the IO panel, episode 82. What's up, fellas? It's me, James, back in the saddle. I've got uh, co-host A, Professor Neil Blevins. How you doing? I'm doing well. I think we should we should come up with uh, new identifiers, perhaps. Okay, well, you work on it. You let us know. I'll, I'll work on it, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to just give you a new name. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I like I like being a doctor and everything. I'm just talking about like A B Alpha Beta. You know, I'm Alpha, of course. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay. And uh, co-host uh, Zeta. <laughs> no, he's he's Alpha. I'm co-host one. Yeah. You, you, how about the, you can be Omega? How about that? We're we're a pair. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You're like yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um. So co-host Omega. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, man? <laughs> Tau Zeta. No, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. Um, you know what's funny, though, about this whole, like, A1 whatever? So there's a podcast, or not a podcast, there's a show on NPR that's called 1A. And I've heard this several times. It's like a news show, you know, but they talk about different things. And I didn't know what the title meant for the longest time. Till they finally said at some point it's about the First Amendment. I was like, oh. I was like, is it a story about living in apartments or something? Yeah, I was like, I was just thought they were like, oh, we don't know what to call it. So it's going to be 1A, like 1A, 2B, 3C, you know. I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's about it's about two petty co-hosts. Um, <laughs> a 1A. A. A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's about the First Amendment. We're all idiots, or yeah. I'm an idiot. That, anyway. that makes more so, sense, actually, for it's NPR. Too clever about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, so that's my story about that. Very good. How, how was that's, your weekend, uh, Evan? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. A lot of, like long weekends. Um, Friday was my birthday. Happy birthday to me. There we go. I raised set the up roof. Whoop, whoop, mm-hmm. ICP, Wadu Gang, etc. Um, <laughs> I set up a new uh, vSphere server for us to use for four days and then ignore. Excellent. There we go. Mm-hmm. Is it running the latest and greatest version of VMware vSphere? It is running 6.5 update 11 or something. That sounds about right. Yep. Yep, so... Only thing that's left for me to do is actually set up that PFSense machine, and then uh, you guys can VPN in and be on my network. Nice. Nice. Did we do that before? Y- yes. No, I don't think we did. It wasn't that yeah, complicated. I just, like... We didn't VPN into anything. We just 
opened oh, no, the thing and no, typed no. in an IP address and hit go. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I I exposed the vSphere <laughs> server to the world by opening its port to the internet and let you guys and gave you guys credentials. Yes. And every time I looked at the console, it was like 300 instances of root access denied. Really? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god! Yep. Some some guy, some IP from India was trying to get in. I was like, great. <laughs> you know, you could have uh, restricted it by IP, I guess, if you really wanted to. Yeah. But anyway. what, what VPN are you using? Um, uh, it'll just be set up using OpenVPN. Oh, nice! That's what we use. Uh, we use that at work in the lab. You can help me set it up. Sam is an OPN v- open VPN, an OPN VPN expert. Is what it, was, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. An open VPN expert. Evan, is that part of PFSense or is it going to be a separate thing? It's a, it's like a plugin. It's already the ability to do it is already in there. I just have to set it up. Oh, okay. It's really nice yeah. though. It has a nice UI and everything. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I probably can't help you set it up, but I can, I can ask questions or Google. So okay. What about you, Michael? I know you had a a exciting weekend. Well, as you know, you and I hung out with some friends on Friday evening. I saw one friend who recently moved out of town but had to come back for something. So Apparently um, he's left he left this dog. <laughs> right. Well he left it with his mother. Yeah. While he was getting everything situated, I guess. Not just like Home Alone, forgetting Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, no, not like that. Like, oops, yeah. <laughs> where's, you know, where's Tommy, or whatever the dog's name is? No. Um, the Wet Bandits. <laughs> wet Bandits, yeah. Um, then, uh, so yeah, so that's what we did on Friday, so that was fun. And then uh, last night, uh, went and hung out with a... Uh, with a buddy, watched a couple movies, had a good time. So. Bro sesh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we broed out hard. What was the snack was of good. choice? Uh, let's see. I had a single serving of spam. Okay, it's like leftover. No, it's like, like it's warm. I hope you don't mind. No, no, it's he the... found it in his pocket, <laughs> not in the single serving, just just in his pocket. It covered in, <laughs> just pulled it out, shook the hair off. Yeah, yeah. covered in, uh, yeah, exactly, lint. Um, no, it's you know the uh, the packets we told you about before. Mm-hmm. So, although actually, I looked at Giant recently; they don't have it. So apparently, uh, I have to go to Shoppers or something. Okay, ordered on Amazon, actually. Yeah, you can. You can. But I mean, they sell them at shoppers, so I know they they How sell was them that? around. I mean, you haven't it's had spam in a while, right? Yeah, it's great. Nice. Did you just eat it out of the packet, or did you warm it mm-hmm. up, or fry it up like scrapple oh, no. or something? Oh no, 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 no! Just right out of the packet. Okay. Um, had that, then had a uh, had a bag of uh, some beef jerky in the form of like it's like a almost like a like a slim jim, but. If it were cut up into, are they dukes like three inch pieces? Yep, could be, could be. It was like peach something something. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. It was it was weird. Although it didn't taste like peach anything to me. So it was. I mean, which is fine. And it was very low carb. Mm-hmm. I'm still amazed that jerky has carb at all. But I guess that's just their attempt to flavor it with something. Yeah. So, so speaking yeah, about else? jerky, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of beef jerky, and 
they've been coming out with more like turkey jerky and bacon jerky and pork jerky and you know all kinds of different flavors and everything. I think they're going a little crazy with that, but I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, my favorite type of beef snack is actually those nuggets. You know what I'm talking about? Nuggets. Yeah, they're like chunks of tender steak jerky instead oh, yeah. of the really dry strips. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. Yeah, That's I, think the best. I think I've had those once or twice. Yep. So if yeah, anyone out there stuff. is thinking about sending us Christmas gifts, steak in a bag. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Send us. Just how about just send that, some, send send them steak in a bag. I'll take uh, Omaha, steaks. Omaha steaks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll Omaha take an actual steak. Yeah, <laughs> frozen, never fresh. No, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I saw an ad for one of those vacuum seal things. You know, like preserve your food. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I think it looks so cool. <laughs> My mom has yeah, one of useful. those. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and the bags are pretty cheap. Oh, really? oh, it is. It is. It does seem to be kind of wasteful. You got to like cut off part of the bag every time you use it. But I guess you can, you know, wash them and reuse portions if you hmm. keep vacuum sealing smaller and smaller things. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a good way, I guess, to to preserve stuff. But you know, if you're like buying a lot of it or something, it's good for marinating. Oh yeah, <clears throat> Wendy's true. is the. Fast food chain that has the fresh, never frozen beef, right? Yes. Yeah. Is that a company? Like the company's name is Fresh Never Frozen? <laughs> TM. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those plan words. Or it's like tr- not really corporate like, trickery. It's like, no, that's just the name of the company, like freecreditreport.com. Yeah. It's like it's like no no, it's not it's not actually free. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's our that's our name. Yeah, that's that's literally what it was, right, James? Yeah. <laughs> so I went to I was at Burger King in the park in the drive-through, and they had two drive-through windows. They only use one, and I was I was stopped at the back drive-through window just because I was waiting for you know the next one to open up. There was nobody back there taking any money, so I was able to look in, and that sad positioning of the of the of the flame broiler. The guy opens a drawer underneath and pulls out three of the hugest frozen rock solid pieces of beef, like and patties. They're like this big, and he, you know, so they shrink the, up. Yeah, like the size, like the 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 length of a sheet of paper, uh, not the length, the width of a sheet of paper, and about half the thickness. And then he throws these patties onto the flame broiler, and I guess it goes all the way through the machine, and it cooks on its way. And I was just like, that looks horrible. It's like a conveyor belt? Yeah, it, it like couldn't look worse. <laughs> like, it couldn't have been the worst positioning. It couldn't have been a worse positioning of a machine. You know, it's like, I don't want to see how the sausage is made. You know, I don't want to see the conditions the chickens live in. You know, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I saw a thing where they said, oh, it's more humane to gas the chickens. First, I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! You like you gas them, then cut their heads off or whatever. I was like, okay, chicken like, Auschwitz. Yeah, it's horrible. You had it right all along. Yeah, exactly. It is the more humane way. To like gas them, like God damn, it's getting it's getting crazy, man. 
Anyway. So. Yeah. What are you going to say, Evan? How was oh, your weekend? I was agreeing with you. Evan? Yeah. James? Um, Michael? Oh, my weekend was fine. Um, <laughs> I went to, you know, we hung out. Um, we talked about that. And uh, I came very late, but I brought pizza. You did? And, and uh, very spicy chicken. Very spicy chicken. That which, was I didn't, which I didn't try. But From yeah. where? All from 7-Eleven. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so I brought that and I was actually right on time because they were all out of food. So I dropped all that off and quite mm-hmm. a success, I think it was, um, and, uh, it worked out. Yeah. It worked out well. And Saturday I actually got a lot done. I ordered a new bed frame, which was good and got that done. Glad I got that finished. Um, cause my bed was been broken. I've been sleeping on the mattress on the floor, which is fine. Cause my mattress is really nice, but still, when I get up every morning, I put my I go to put my foot down off the bed, and it's like bloop, you know, it goes nowhere, and it's just depressing. So I and I'm like 39 years old and a huge guy, so I got to roll over, you know, do this whole process of like knees on the floor, you know, hands up, then I'm doggy, then I like hoist my body. It's a whole thing, you know what I mean? I'm not doing any kip ups off the floor, you know. So uh, I got that ordered. I got a few little household things that I've been wanting to get to get my home in order for like a year. So I got all that stuff ordered. Um, so it'd be here Monday through Friday. Um, so that's exciting. Monday through Friday, nine to five. Well, yeah, you know, I discovered Amazon has that $5 coupon. If you don't order things prime. So I've been ordering things, not prime. Um, so they take a little bit longer, but I'm not in a rush to get the stuff. So, <clears throat> so they give you a $5 credit. Yeah. They give you a $5 credit. Once the things ship. So I should have about, Maybe thirty dollars in credits, actually. Hmm. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I just discovered it. So definitely, it's. I mean, five dollars is not a lot, but it's on whatever you order as long as you don't order it prime. You know, I didn't see any limit, but everything I ordered was over twenty bucks. So who knows? Now the bed frame you got was it essentially like steel tubing? Oh uh, no. It's it's I guess it's tubing, but it's it's all metal uh, kind of rectangles, rectangular mm-hmm. pipe, you know. Um, Might be the same one I got. Could be, could be, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it They're was good. time. Yeah, the, I was tired of these wooden like pressed wood beds. Just you know, time to step my game up. Um, something I can take apart and take with me. It's not going to be get too dirty or anything like that. So you've been spending your life sleeping on balsa wood. Yeah, basically, that's what it feels like. Um, so use, precarious. Did you, did you use the link from our website? I did to... not. I forgot. I forgot. Yep, yeah, I'm a bad person. Um, I try to remember, but I never do. I if I order stuff, I, I'll have to reserve my ordering for the day of the show. That way, I remember after the show, I'll order stuff. Or you can make yourself. Here's a pro tip: everyone can make themselves a bookmark to Amazon. And have it go to our link. That's a good idea. Because the cookies are good for 24 hours. Oh, there you go. Okay. Just a thought. Yep. Not hmm. a sermon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are that? great, yeah. Yeah. Not a sermon.org. Yeah, yeah. Free advertising. No. Yep. Um, McLean Bible Church. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a, the radio ad for anybody who's not from this area. That's a radio ad in this area. Um, but yeah, so I ordered a bunch of stuff and, you know, 
Good times. And then uh, I went went on a little outing with a friend of mine last night. We went to the MGM Hotel and Casino. I have never been there. Um, it's actually really nice. Uh, and well, it is pretty new. Yeah, it's very new. And I had never ever sat down and done a slot machine before. But that's all she wanted to do. <laughs> so uh, she actually wanted me to do something I wanted to do too. But I was like, we, we I set a hard limit, and she she was she was trying to enforce that hard limit for gambling. So the limit the the minimum is twenty five dollars at all the tables we saw, and I was like, ah, that's more than the limit. The limit was twenty. So I was like, no. So we ended up doing uh sixty dollars <laughs> in uh in um slot machines. So. Um, well, no, 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 it's not that I, I'm sorry. That implies that we grossly went over the limit. We just had 60, I got $60 out and we just kept walking around to different machines, but the limit was $20 per sitting, $10 each for each of us. So, um, per sitting. So we went on and we did the oh, thing. Yeah. And we, we, we did the slot machines and it was very interesting and probably not my thing just because it's, it, it's satisfying, but not satisfying. You know, you when you pull the lever, you can feel it's like not even like tied to the whole process anymore. It's just like there for show. It's all buttons now. It's just depressing. Like I want that like the big knob that's visceral. You pull it, it's like <laughs> you know, like like you make it happen. You know, this one's like click 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 boom click click click. You know, and then, now you can just ignore the thing and just push a spin button. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd never done that. I'd never done it before, so we did that, and it was uh, it was okay, you know. But the hotel and the restaurants, nice, definitely worth your time. If you if you're in this area, the MGM, and you want to do a, <laughs> you want to do a, um, you want to like go like have it do a night out or something. There's plenty of very nice restaurants, fancy bars, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff to do there. Very nice, worth your time, hundred um, percent. I'm sure the hotel rooms are very nice, so. Is it part of Maryland Live Casino, or are there more casinos no. being built? This one is at the National Harbor, so past right past Akatee, Akakeek, if you know mm-hmm. where that is, um, off of two ten, uh, Oxen Hill Road. Okay, you know, right before you cross the river into Virginia. <laughs> I think I went to National Harbor once to see Cirque du Soleil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's down, it's down that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So all I know about all I know about Akikik <laughs> is that's where uh Beretta's uh US headquarters are. Yep. Also yep. valuable information. Yep, it's right <laughs> down there actually. I've passed it several times when I was fixing copiers back in the day. Beretta? Um yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Because they had that very particular logo, and I was like, what is that? And then, then later I saw it many times, and later I was like, oh, Beretta. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, um, good, good weekend overall. And it was a three day weekend, which is nice. So hells yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's jump in. What do we got for news? Who's first? I am first. So speaking about hanging out with friends, having a few drinks, some, uh, very clever folks at the university of Singapore have created virtual cocktails or voctails, which could very well lead to the birth of actual smell vision at some point. So Singapore has some relatively stringent alcohol laws. They're not like a dry country or anything, but um, you basically can't drink anywhere after 10 30 PM. So 
Say you want to have a couple drinks with your friends after 10.30, pick up one of these Voctail glasses, sync it to the Voctail app, I don't know if that's the name, but it's tied in with an app on your phone, and you can change the appearance of the, of the liquid with some LEDs built into the glass, and you can alter the taste, making it uh, taste salty, more salty, sweet, bitter, by use of uh, tongue-stimulating electrodes, which sounded weird, but, I mean, everything in your body is an electrical impulse, so I guess it's not too far-fetched. Hmm. I don't know if you can turn, you know, milk into lemon juice or anything, but uh, I thought it was interesting. Well, in the article, he says this guy made virtual lemonade. Out of milk? Out of water. Mm-hmm. But I imagine if they could do it out of water, they could probably do it out of milk. Yeah. Although milk has a weird, has a, has a certain mouthfeel, as Evan likes to say. Right. It has a, it has a particular, ugh, the whole thing. You guys are missing it. You guys are missing the whole thing. He's like doing a whole deep, <laughs> you know, the whole, ugh, you know, the whole thing. Just milk, on. it just gets right in there. It's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> just It just slaps your tongue. <laughs> Evan literally just slapped his own tongue, Jesus. which I didn't even think was possible. <laughs> I feel like until that's, I just saw it. <laughs> I feel like that's something you'd see in a Nicki Minaj left video. Field. <laughs> you know, I'll take that as a compliment. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, you can. Um, Those, the, my fingers are my tongue stimulating electrodes. Jesus. Uh, so, mm. do you have to put something on your tongue? You have to slip your tongue into a sleeve or something? Um, no. It, well, if you just look at the picture, it's kind of it got like a electrodes sort of on the rim of the glass near your bottom lip. So I I guess maybe you have to touch it in certain areas. Or maybe, you know, they have circuitry going through the glass that you can't see or something. Um, But it's got potential. Yeah, you're right. It does. That's interesting. Exciting stuff. Now, if some company does actually develop smell-o-vision, which is entirely possible... It would just be super expensive. So you have like a uh, like a vaporizer or um, like an oil diffuser or humidifier or something like next to your TV or computer or whatever you watch, consume your media on. But can you imagine replacing the cost of replacing those like scent cartridges? It's like Smell-O-Vision yeah. brought to you by HP, $400 per episode. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, they just need to bypass all that, and you know, once we get plugged in, like uh, like in the Matrix, you know, it's not going to matter. You're just going to be laying there, like, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> it's all just going to be signals to your brain, right? Because that's all it really is. So, I think one of those outcomes would be more preferable to the other, but yes, you're correct. <laughs> it's like just go go out and buy the food; it's cheaper. That too. That too. So what do we got next here? All right. So I just wanted to bring this up. We've all heard about the whole Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever his name is, uh, the whole crap that's going on in, in Hollywood right now. And, you know, all these people are Harris Kevin, uh, Kevin Spacey, right? We heard about that. It's yep. also crazy. We could talk about that if you want. It's okay. He's gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you, you molested me. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> like all the headlines are like, Kevin Spacey comes out as gay. <laughs> yeah, not he did all the fourteen-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, 
When he was an adult, it's not that. It's just, oh, he's gay, it's cool. That's what we like to call spin. Yeah, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. So uh, the story I put in here, though, is actually one that just broke a couple days ago about Louis C.K., the comedian. Um, And he didn't exactly, like, rape anyone or, you know, I won't say he coerced anyone, but you could you could see look at it that way. So apparently he... He would ask women if it was okay for him to masturbate in front of them or something, basically. I don't know. It seems very odd. And they so, were like, uh, okay, because they didn't know what it would be like if the president came up and was like, is it okay if I jerk off in front of you? What are you, you going to say no to the president? You know? So the same kind of thing. Like, you're going to say no to like, Louis C.K.? You know? Louis like, C.K. Yes. is not the president. He's just <laughs> no, but, a, bu- a fat, bald, white guy. But in the co- comedian circles, he could make or break your career, maybe. I don't know. You know? That's what that's what they're implying here. So, Or you could be like, uh, Louis C.K. asked if he could jerk off in front of me I said and break no. his career. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I said no. I don't yeah. understand. I, I, you know, and look, I realize... Us saying right now, backseat quarterbacking this and saying, why didn't they say no? Is like us saying, why did that guy admit to murdering those girls even though he actually didn't? You know? And it turns out the cop kept him in the room for like 15 hours and didn't give him any water and, you know, whatever. But, you know, and still we all think, well, I still wouldn't say no. I still wouldn't say I did it. You know what I mean? But, you know, who knows? Maybe they just had that time. They're like, yeah, it's fine. But I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, dude, come on. Like, he's I don't know. I feel like he's a comedian. So it's pretty easy to be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, and just make a joke out of it and keep it moving. You know, mm-hmm. I do believe uh, not to take the spotlight off of the story, Mike, but I think George Decay was also accused. But these are like. I don't know about Louis, but yeah, but he's adamantly denying it. Whereas, yeah, Louis C.K. is like, "Yep, this happened, hundred percent happened." Yeah, when were when were his offenses? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, because I know the one from against George C.K. was like in the 80s. Like how yeah. how the fuck am, that was 40 years ago? What, what did George C.K. do? I didn't read too much into it. Some sexual harassment thing, hmm. which, like Mike said, he's denying. So we'll, whatever, I'm sure. The Louis C.K. thing, I mean, could have been as, you know, uh, recent as two years ago. You know, I don't know. You yeah, know, it doesn't really say here. So, um, I you know, it's funny though. Just like maybe within the last thirty days, I read another story on Vice that this woman said she she was interviewing. She's a comedian, and she was interviewing people at some comedy festival. It's like the biggest comedy festival of the year. And she was, like, interviewing people on the red carpet. You know, like Jon Stewart and this and that and whoever. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she asked them all about the rumors. Apparently, there were already rumors going around about Louis C.K. And she was asked to leave the uh, the event by the organizers. Mm-hmm. So, and then, of course, like a, like a month later, it's like, oh, yeah, it's all true. <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah. Because they were I, like, Louis C.K. is a friend of ours. You can't do that. You know, it was like this whole thing. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. I, is there a fine line 
between sexual harassment and or or these accusations being sexual harassment and justification that they were consensual because the person agreed at the time, whatever the circumstances may be? Or does that not make sense? No. It's like she said I could do it. That's his so if you read what he says in the article here, that's what he said at the time was his logic. He was like, I asked, and they said, okay. Right. You know? But at the same time, I mean, as much as I think you could just say no and walk away, or immediately be like, this guy wanted to show me his dick, but at the same time, you have to, it's kind of like, <clears throat> it seems like, this wasn't like when he was a brand new comedian. This was like when he was producing their show and working on a festival with him and stuff like that, and he was like, after the festival, before the festival, during the festival, in his office, he was like, I want to show you my dick. Can I show you my dick and masturbate? Would you like that? You're into that? You know? So, I don't know. You're Louis C.K. If I was Louis C.K., I'd just be like calling prostitutes and be like, can I masturbate in front of you? They're like, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, comedians com- comedians aren't even that hot. They're not very attractive. So, Oh, my. Here we go. There's Here a we few. Go. Here we go, James. Who? There's a few. Eliza Schlesinger. She's quite attractive. I never heard of her. Uh, Whitney Cummings is not bad, although I don't like her face these days. It's getting. I, I guess I'll, she had work done or something. I mean, this is irrelevant to the to the thing, but yes, I will agree <coughs> that Whitney Cummings is starting to look a little little odd. I'm not sure yeah. what's going on with her, but um. Okay, what's the first one? Elijah Dushku. Eliza Schlesinger. Like I L I Z A. <clears throat> she has Netflix specials and stuff. Yeah, um, Natasha Leggero is pretty good, pretty attractive oh, too. I don't know, I don't know that one. She's kind of tiny. Believe um, but I mean, oh, wait, is she married? Irregardless, she married the Leggero guy. <clears throat> uh, she is married to another comedian. Yeah, the guy who does he has a weird YouTube channel where he does the weird music. Could be Joe Leggero, whatever. He's on the league. Uh, plays, I think that's correct. Pizza. He plays taco on the league. <laughs> I think that's correct. Okay, so Sarah Silverman, she could get it. Whitney Cummings, she's okay. Nikki Glasser, okay. Natasha Leggero, she looks like somebody's Italian mom. Pass. <laughs> Amy Schumer, she satisfies my my chubby white girl big butt fetish that all nope. black guys have. I don't nope. think she's attractive. She's nope. very average, but she satisfies my. Chubby white girl, big that, butt fish. That primal urge. Yeah, it's a black okay. guy thing. <laughs> Chelsea Peretti, she satisfies my nerdy white girl thing. Yeah, not bad. Um, and Eliza Schlesinger, she's okay. She could get it, but I don't know. When I think of female comedians, I just think of uh, that redheaded chick, and I'm just totally unsatisfied with the whole concept. Okay, I'll give you another one, James. And I think we've talked about her in the past privately. Um, she was on the Kroll show, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. She is, I'll, I'll just say I'm a fan. Oh, she could get it and receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She, she might even be able to give it, James. Yeah. She's that good looking. She could have a meet and greet with old Deke, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm looking at her, I'm like, eh. Bro. 
I mean, okay, makeup down, average white girl all the way through. Nothing special about her. But dressed up Hollywood style, yeah, she's attractive. She's a she's a good looking woman. A handsome woman. She's a handsome woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Glenn Close is a handsome woman. <laughs> just, you got that right, man. My man. Um Yeah, but yeah, I mean he had power. So I guess if you they wanted to have power over me? I mean, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think about like someone's ability to like get you jobs and stuff, in this case, they're right. Like Louis C.K. is the kind of person who could. He's like a very famous comedian, and he could make or break you. I think Louis C.K. will bounce back from this, though. He sounds like pretty. He sounds like pretty like straight up. Like, yeah, I did this, and it was stupid. He's and... already been punished. What? What? He lost some shows or something? Or oh yeah, Netflix said we're not doing your next special. Um, you know, get fucked and FX, you know, which he had like four shows with them. They're like, yeah, you're done. We're not working with you anymore. Sorry, bro. So they're like cutting all ties with him. I was like, damn, I was like, that's, that's like immediate, you know? Yeah. That's what they do now though. They have to, because he can, you know, self fund his next special. I'm sure. But I, I'm sort of torn when companies immediately separate themselves from, you know, during scandals like this, because like Louis C.K. and all like Tiger Woods uh, sponsorships and everything, because I get that they sort of misrepresent the the brand, I guess. But I feel like the it's a move on the corporation's um, side to sort of be politically correct, which yeah. I guess they have to. But, you know, I'm still torn. No, you uh, know, it, I think it's an overcorrection every time it happens. But at the same time, I get it because we live in an age now where uh, someone can go right to Twitter and start a, say one word, and a million people will get behind it. And it will be like, everyone will be like, you mishandled this. Uh, it'll turn to a whole thing. You know what I mean? So... I get it. I think it's overcorrection. I think they. I. I would rather see somebody come out and say, you know, Mister CK has apologized. Yeah. And you know, we, you know, we have. We are going to work with him to continue doing. You know, whatever. Like a, a very worded, well worded press release would be like, okay, you know, because in Louis CK's thing, fall in Louis CK's um, example, right away he's like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. You know what I mean? I fucked up. I did this. There's no like ambiguity. There's no like I'm gonna be quiet about it. There's no like I didn't do it. You know these women are liars or just like not saying anything. You know like like Bill Cosby and or said Kevin Spacey. I'm gay. Let me just fucking detract from what's happening. And it's working for him. It's working. Nobody's talking about him. Yeah. Oh, it's not really working. They dropped him from the last season of House of Cards. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, of course that happened. Like this is that corporate overcorrection we just talked about, mm-hmm. but. No one's talking about him. Like when we when people talk about this, no one's talking about him. You know, nobody's talking. I mean, besides a joke, besides people joking about him, no one's saying anything about him. And I've known know. for years this guy fucks. This guy <laughs> this guy does all this fucking crazy shit. Like it's not new. Everyone knows. Like he's known in Hollywood for fucking for 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 asking dudes of su- if he I'd really love to suck your cock right now. I mean, like that's who he is. And they known. It's not new. Supposedly in the in the comedian world, it was an open secret that the whole Louis C.K. thing. Hmm. And so now, like, 
all these comedians are like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, it's so horrible. But, like, really, like, they all knew. Yeah. You know, like, for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's BS. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, we found out, so now they all are, like, pretending, like, uh, but come on, man. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You don't, you don't, you don't whip your dick out and show someone you're jerking off. You don't jerk off in front of another human being that you just met at work without other motherfuckers in your industry finding out. And you don't do it five or six times. If he did it five times, he did it 500 times. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Is this just like the result of like being famous or something like or getting a lot of money or something like is this just like like are all dudes crazy like if I have 500 million dollars tomorrow would I turn into one of these guys like yes probably 100% 100% would you James yeah 100% Evan uh I'd give it a good thought there's a chance yeah I know, I know, I would. I, I mean, I wouldn't be like this. I wouldn't be like, let me jerk off in your face, or you know, come here and suck my dick, bitch. You know what I mean? Or slipping ro- roofing people. But I'd probably be like having some orgy party or something. You know, I'd probably be doing shit like that because you're rich and you can do whatever you want. You I know? don't think we would necessarily involve coworkers. We'd probably go to the the professional route. You know, get like twenty hookers or whatever. Have a nice weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, that's no, that's that's fine. Okay, whatever. You know, that's cool. But I'm saying, would you turn into one of these guys who's like, like, let's say, boom, all of a sudden you're a comedian, or boom, you're an actor, or you're a Hollywood producer, whatever. You know, you know, snap your fingers, that's you now. Mm-hmm. And would you all of a sudden be like, all right, you're like you want this part in this movie, right? Well, you know what you got to do. You well, know? if you're Harvey, if you're Harvey Weinstein. Let's say for 10 years, you leave a perfectly normal life. You don't do anything crazy. Then a Charlize Theron walks into your office or some other chick just like her, which he probably see. He would probably see hundreds of them a day and they really want a job and they have that look in their eyes like we'll do whatever for the work. You see that 30 times a day out of the 100 times a day you see hot chicks. And not even to mention all the regular hot chicks who walk around who know who you are and can't get into your office for an interview or whatever, you know, like you really don't think you wouldn't be tempted to be like, let's fuck, you know, I'll give you a part. I mean, I'll say he's this. Harvey Weinstein. He's an old piece of shit. Nobody, nobody would fuck him without wanting, wanting something from him. You know, I wouldn't do that. But the temptation, dude, the temptation would be out of control. I'm just too nice a guy. Like, I grew up with a mom. I grew up with just me and my mom. So I'd be like, uh, you know, no, just leave. You know, I just close the door when you leave. I would never propose that. But yeah, I'd never propose if it were the implications. No, no. I mean, if there were if there were someone who. I, I would be potentially open to the idea of the other person suggesting something like that. Like, are you sure there's nothing I can do for to uh, you know sway your decision one way? And I was like, don't know what you're talking about. And if then certain actions begin to take place initiated by the other person, who am I to stop? There's potential for that. Okay. All right. I don't think I would propose. If they're a horrible actress. See, I'd be thinking, I think I'd be like thinking, and I think you're like this too, Evan. Whatever you say right now, I think both of us are too, 
like too committed to quality. <laughs> and I think if we like, this is a horrible actress. I cannot, she could suck my dick all day and all night, but I can't have her on this movie. Right. Like, I, I just think I would be like, no, you know what I mean? No matter what, you know, I wouldn't let quality suffer because I got a blowjob. Go across the hall to, to the asylum producers. Yeah. Be in exactly. Sharknado 19. Yeah, exactly. I'll set you up. <laughs> just like do a couple jumping jacks or something. Yep. But yeah. So I don't know. Poor Louis C.K. I don't know. He's he's rich. He'll still be rich. And in five years, he'll be back in the saddle again. Maybe he won't do TV for a while, but he'll be driving around doing stuff. I mean, you know, what's his name never came back, but he was like, nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> um, Michael, uh, what's the guy Michael? From... What's the name? Yeah, Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, yeah. He never came back. Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Yeah, he never came back, but. He wasn't a good comedian. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He was playing the character of Kramer on stage. Yeah, and that's all he that's what he that was what he was very good at. So Well, in all fairness, that's what everyone knew him for. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but that's like you know, I don't know if he ever did TV or movies after that, maybe some B stuff. I never paid attention. But Louis C.K. is a legitimately good comedian yeah. and producer. Yeah, he'll be back. Isn't he married? Didn't he have kids? I believe he's I divorced. I think he's divorced with a couple kids. He has a couple kids. Oh, easy then. Perfect. He can show all the whores he wants his dick. He's grown. <laughs> he's allowed to. That's the rule. He Get wasn't. Divorced. He wasn't showing it to whores, James. That's the I problem. I mean, no. I mean, I, no. I'm just saying he's got to. Well, he he's got to show it to them. That's a thing, you know. I mean, dude. If I was Louis, if I was that rich, I just have prostitutes on retainer, like lawyers. I don't understand. You know, I really don't get it. Like, if you have the urge to show Mila Dushku or whatever, Elijah Dushku, your dick, just be like, all right. It's see not later. Elijah Dushku. Whatever. But like later, later, Miss Dushku, <laughs> I have another meeting, and you leave You leave L.A., go down to the valley, and get your dick sucked. I mean, just come on, man. Relax. Stop showing famous people your dick and jerking off. That's so sad. Have some pride. You know, look at your dick and be like, this is a nice dick. Mm. I'm not just going to show this to anybody. You know, what if I mean, we don't know. What if it's so nice that he thought he would be doing these people a disservice to not show them? Yeah. okay. (laughs) he's you know, who this guy is, right? You know, Louis C.K. is right. You've you've heard his stuff before. He didn't think that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a self-deprecating piece of shit. He did not think it was nice. He just wanted to show somebody his dick and jerk off. He's just a sexual weirdo and fucking <laughs> just a monster. <laughs> That's all. Anyway. All right. I think it's me next. Okay. So I, I hope you guys haven't looked at this article. I really want to surprise you. Okay. So don't scroll through the article. Okay. Imagine. Imagine a world. No. no. <laughs> Imagine you're at work. Okay, you fuck something up big time. Your manager, you fuck something up big time. You really fuck something up. And now, and you work in a Japanese office. So in Japan, when you fuck up, you have to go before the boss, before all the bosses, like a panel. So you're trying to go throw yourself off the 40th floor. Well, no, you got to bow. I fucked up. I'm sorry. You and your manager have to go everything, right? Mm -hmm. But you go to your manager and say, look. Wear your ribbons of shame. Yeah. What can we do? Like, well, let's work this out. And your manager's like, I like you. I don't want you to get fired. 
Mm-hmm. Manager's like, I know what to do. He calls the Family Romance Corporation. The what? Family Romance Corporation. Okay. Okay. He says, I'd like a number four. Okay. I'd like the number four combo. I like what you get for number four. And, and they arrange like, a hit on your family. No, a young man comes out dressed in a suit and tie, and he meets your boss outside the office. And your boss introduces him to the panel of bosses and says, This is whoever, whoever. This is John Smith. He's the piece of shit who fucked up. And John Smith starts apologizing. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, because I was. Oh, he starts crying and he's apologetic and he cries and he's. And then at the end, the boss says, "You're fired. Go home to your wife and kids and think about what you've done. You're blacklisted. You'll never work in this industry again." Oh my God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Oh, he's crying. It's a whole thing, and he leaves in in shame. You know. He goes home, fills out an invoice, sends it to your company. <laughs> your boss sends him a check, and you keep your job. Well, the Family Romance Corporation provides this service. Okay? So, let's say, uh, Evan. They dress up you in a mustache and a thing, and you go back to work. No. I mean, you just go back to work. <laughs> you don't, you like, you like, but they basically put it this way you get, they blame a, employee that does not exist for the problem and then bring him before the bosses and he gets fired. You know? Because, because mo- the corporation mo- is so big they don't know who's who. Exactly. Exactly. And in most cases, higher ups don't know the underlings anyway. You know, it's not like in America where the CEO's like, oh, I, I recognize him. It's that not sounds like, that like a deception or something. Was that a movie or... No, no, like they are deceiving people. It is it deception. It sounds like it's illegal. It, 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 it is sounds- deception. It is deception. It may or may not be illegal. I don't know if it's illegal or not in Japan. I have no idea. Um, this article doesn't go that far, but who knows? Maybe it is. Um, then the other thing is, let's say you want to get married. Or let's say your mom, Evan, is like, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you getting married? You call your mom. Hey, Evan, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you getting married? <laughs> you go there for Thanksgiving and Christmas. When are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you getting married? <laughs> so you're like, all right, fuck this. Call it the Family Romance Corporation. <laughs> okay? They send out a lovely young lady. Beautiful. You introduce her to your mom. Me and Janice are getting married. They will send for $18,000 U.S. They will send out the bride, her entire family, for the wedding. And you have the wedding, and everybody has a great time. They do the whole thing. Shebang, shebang. Everyone's happy. Then you go on about your life. But let's say you got to go to a family dinner with your wife. No problem. Family Romance Corporation. They send out the same young lady. And you do this. And you continue doing it. Because now you're locked in. Because you've introduced this motherfucker as your wife. <laughs> okay? They got you. They got you by yeah. the balls. Yeah, so exactly. for that $18,000, that's a lifetime contract? No. That's for okay. the wedding. You pay $50 an hour plus expenses for anything else. Mm. And there's never any sex. No sex. Right. Just you basically hire an actor to come into your life and do something. So 
Um, they have uh, one of the creepiest things that this company does and how the company got started, which is how this article starts. But I don't want to start there. I want to start at the bottom was because this is so disturbing. Um, this guy, his name is Yuishi. Ishi Yuishi. Ishi. Hold on. <laughs> Ishi Yuichi. So it's really his first name's Yuichi. So Yuichi mm-hmm. Ishi. So um, he gets started in this business because one of his friends wanted to get their kids into a call into a school. And in Japan, it's very commonplace. It's commonplace to discriminate against people for being single parents, right? And discriminate against their kids. So his friend said, "Hey, can you pretend to be my husband?" Uh, and so he went to the school and tried to get this kid into the school as her father, as the kid's father. It didn't work. But that gave him the idea. He said, hey, this is a viable business. You know, people may need this help. So another young lady was getting bullied. And because she was a single parent, she was a single child. And uh, the child he went of to a the single school, parent? The child of a single parent. And he went to the school and pretended to be her father. And she was 12 years old, I think, when this all started. Hey, this tomfoolery better stop. No, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And now he comes to her birthday parties and he goes, he goes to her graduation ceremonies and he goes to her events and he comes to the house and plays with her and she just graduated high school and she still doesn't know he's his, he's not her father. He uses her father's real name. Yeah. (laughs) So Yuichi says in the article here, he says, um, he says, I always ask the client, are you prepared to sustain this lie? <laughs> because basically, I'm going to read what he says here. He said, I played the father of a 12-year-old child, with a, uh, a 12-year-old with a single mother. The girl was bullied because she didn't have a dad. Her mother rented me. I acted as a girl's fa- and I've acted as a girl's father ever since. I'm the only real father she knows. The the other person, the interviewer says, is and this is ongoing. Yes, I've been seeing her for eight years. She just graduated high school. Um, the interviewer says, uh, doesn't she understand you're not her real father? Or does she understand? She's like, nope, her mother has never told her. Um, how do you think she would act if you if she discovered the truth? He says, I think she'd be shocked. The client never reveals it, has never revealed the truth to her. And I must continue the role indefinitely. If the daughter gets married, I have to act as the father at the wedding. If uh, then, I may have to be a grandfather. I also think I also ask every client: Are you prepared to sustain this lie? It's the most significant problem with this this company has. <laughs> so that's a hell of a commitment. Because he said, what if that person has their own family? Yeah, exactly. Like He's, this is my job. Yeah, he doesn't have a family. This is he doesn't have. He's single. He doesn't Maybe they family. only hire people where it's like, all right, you know, this is the so, deal. So they have about yeah, 300. You can't, you can't leave. No. Well, no, he's not. He doesn't live there. He the lie is. No, no, that, I know. But well, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be an architect. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can't leave. Yeah, yeah you can't leave. You know, he's that. This is what he's doing. This is his life. So and he knows that. I mean, it makes sense. This is this is one crazy thing about like the Japanese they're so dedicated to a task. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, like, he's like really like, he's like, he's so confident in the fact he's like, um, if she gets married, I'll have to act as the father of the wedding. And then I'll have to be a grandfather. I mean, like, it's just, he's like, accepts this as the reality, you know? Um, 
until she finds out when she's 65 when he dies. And it's like, uh, they have two funerals, one for the real him and one for... (laughs) That'd be crazy. Who who are those people? Like, that's his actual family. What? (laughs) So, so yeah, so he has the lie that they told the girl was like, oh, we divorced and... He, I'm remarried. I have my own family somewhere else, so I'm gonna come visit you sometimes and like whatever, you know. And that's what he's been doing. Now his company has about 300 employees, <laughs> and the, they have a rule: you every employee can only maintain five professional relationships, so five families or five business relationships or whatever, you know. Um, and like you name it, if you need a scapegoat or whatever. You know, he said someone rented him to take him. They took him, paid him a huge lump sum of money to fly to Vegas and just take pictures with the company, with their with their office employees. Like he was part of the staff. I mean, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff that they do. Um, and he says in the end of the article here, if I can get down to it here, it's very disturbing. Do they have a logistics department or is each person responsible for scheduling their own interactions? Oh, they have a. I mean, they, tough. they have a. Uh, they have a whole like it's real business. There's a front office who maintains this and everything else and whatever. Um, but anyway, this article's really good because the thing is, he knows this is fucked up. Like he's not like I think I kind of came into the article with the impression that like that he's like oh. This is perfectly fine. I'm Japanese, and in Japan, this is okay. It's an okay thing to do. But he knows it's fucked up. But he's like in Japan, and he says this really profound thing, and I can't find it now. But he says, he says in Japan, like it's really screwed up. But you're alone, you know, because Japanese people are very like closed off and emotionally tied up, and we don't talk and we don't have conversations about things. So you're just like even when you're with people, you're alone, you know. He's like, and this business tries to mediate mitigate that to some extent like it's misguided and in the long term it might be a really fucked up thing to do but this is what we do you know and we're providing a service we're trying to correct you know some of the some of the messed up things you know he's like if i can help a kid get in school or help a kid feel like their life is balanced or whatever i mean there's all kinds of things though he's been married three times through the service um and he hasn't done a lot of the marriages but he has done he's rented a kid he, I mean, he's rented out children before. Um, a lady was a lady was pregnant, and her father was dying, and she wanted she knew the father would die before she he got to see his grandchild. So they rented a newborn to him to her, so that they could show the father, so he could feel like a grandfather before he died. Um, and then of course the guy died before the file the child was born, so it worked out. Um, it, it's it's disturbing and beautiful and very Japanese. You know, and I find it like so interesting. So definitely a worth article worth reading, you know. Now this is just the I guess one of the more recent reports of uh sort of having someone stand in for you. Because I know a long time ago in you know, challenges to the death or duels, if you had money you could pay someone to fight in your place. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This is it's not, a, not a new thing. This is my champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least three times um, I had to stand in and go with Michael to the movies. At least three separate occasions. Some other random black guy? 
Yeah, yeah. Michael doesn't know the difference. Just <laughs> we're all alike. <laughs> no, I was James's standard. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Before you're <laughs> like, hey, go to, go to the movies for me. I was like, okay. Like, what? Oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah, but they knew. I was like, I was like, yeah, I made a promise. Can you just take care of this? <laughs> I'm a bad person. Um, I double booked myself. Yeah, I've called Michael many times. I double booked myself. Do you feel like doing whatever? <laughs> Mike's like, Ugh. um, that hasn't happened recently though, Michael. No, it has not. Thank God. I'm trying to stop doing that. I'm trying. I feel. I feel bad. I know Michael doesn't like that. Um, he doesn't like, like going on dates pretending to be a black guy. No. <laughs> it wasn't really a date. It wasn't a date, yeah. It was just more like, here's here's a landmine. Please lay on it for uh. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, once I, my my ex-girlfriend, my now ex-girlfriend, she, she came to our house. We lived at, and I just deposited her with Michael. <laughs> I was like, here. I was like, Michael will entertain you. And I walked away. <laughs> this is before we were dating. Mm. Um. I don't know if you remember that, Michael. I, that. I do not. Yeah, yeah, we were at that at the house party at the old house. Um, oh, oh, I do kind of remember that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So anyway, interesting article, definitely worth a read if you're interested in that. Um, I can't see a business like that working here, but I definitely can see it, you know, thriving in a place like Japan. What do you think the difference would be? The the trust. That parents are like, or or the happiness is like, so glad that their child is finally married and has a family. They just want to believe it so much. Well, in Japan, it's very important to. You mean the difference between here and there? Yeah. Oh, I think here we're more accepting the fact that someone might be single. Okay. You know? Like my mom, my mom wants me to get married and have kids and stuff, but she she doesn't pressure me about it. You know what I mean? I'm sure some parents do, but I think they're more rare than in Japan In Japan. It's, it's hugely important. Um, he, they also do it for, yeah, exactly. They also do it for women who that, you know, they need to have a husband. So they will show their parents they're married and actually the women are closeted lesbians, you know, beards. Yeah. So they're afraid to come out. So they'll hire a guy, to like, you know, or they hire guys to go on dates with them or whatever. But then normally they hire like, oh, I want you to meet my boyfriend, you know. So mm-hmm. they don't. No one suspects that they're a lesbian. Um, it's pretty common um, because certain things just aren't acceptable in Japan to families, to family units, because you need to, you need to procreate, you need to have bring the next line in, and da 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 da. Like that stuff's very important in Japan. Maintain the purity of their race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zikai. Excellent. Um, <laughs> All right, so what do we got next? We have Stranger Danger? Yeah, I got some Stranger Danger. So this article doesn't go too in-depth, and I didn't look for other sources, unfortunately. Uh, but there is a new vulnerability affecting up to 700 mobile apps, uh, quite a few of which are currently, I'll say, in deployment in uh, app stores. So this vulnerability is called Eavesdrop, um, and basically it takes advantage of lazy coders um, using a couple of different um, uh, development tools with one called Twilio, I think, and uh, the REST API, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, the Twilio REST API. Yeah. Or SDK. So, you know, some development tools for, um, for making apps. And what it comes down to is 
them sort of hard coding uh, credentials or uh, um, yeah, hard coding credentials into their apps. And if those are leak, well, if those are compromised, then that can lead to leaks of, uh, you know, potentially sensitive information on the user's device, like call logs, duration of calls, um, exposing the contents of, you know, text messages, SMS, MMS. Um, I don't even, Mike, is there a much of a differentiation between SMS and MMS now? Um, uh, not much. Okay. I mean, MMS is a multimedia message, right? So that's a message that includes a picture or a video, usually some mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, attachment. Right. It could be a sound file too. But I mean, colloquially, colloquially, they're the same thing. Right. Basically. Okay. Exactly. So unfortunately, there's no fix to this other than to, you know, prevent future uh, information leaks by getting rid of those offending apps. Um, but you know, if there was already something on your, on your phone or mobile device that caused, you know, someone to be able to read your, to get at your texts or, or call logs or something, then, you know, that information's gone. So heads up app developers. Don't be lazy. Hmm. Yep. This sounds like, uh, people just not doing what they should be doing, you know? Yeah. There probably is more detailed information on this. If you're curious, um, you'd like to know more. Yeah. Uh, it was reported by app authority. Uh, I assume they're an authority on mobile apps by their name. <laughs> so, so maybe they, they have some more coverage. Uh, if you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, Evan. Well, next up, there's a uh, article I put in here about a keylogger that has been found embedded in a mechanical gaming keyboard. Oh, oh my shit. god! Yeah, which one? Because I have them all. Yeah, I doubt you have this one. It's called it's uh, a Mantis Tech. Mantis GK, Tech GK two. It sounds keyboard. like one I'd own. It, yes, does it does sound like one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Thankfully, I do not have this. So I am safe. It's about oh they they put the price here in pounds sterling, so maybe it's primi- primarily available in the UK. <clears throat> I believe um, that's a euro symbol, but I could be uh Oh, you know, you might be right. Yeah, okay, so maybe it's just available in Europa. Yeah. That's like sixty but, uh, bucks. Yeah. So it's uh they've um Determine that a lot of a lot of these keyboards, if not all of them, they're recording everything you type and sending it to a server maintained by the Alibaba Group, which is a server in China somewhere. So, I mean, that doesn't mean like Alibaba's involved or anything. It could be like their version of Amazon Web Services or something, right? You know, but in China. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's such a good idea. I mean, well, I guess they, yeah. they have no, I That's was going to say they have no context of who's who, but if you type wow. in your email address, they know who you are, you know, if it's your, you know, your name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but this could be a big problem because it's very rare that a manufacturer like Mantis Tech does not make this keyboard. Some OEM makes this keyboard. 
So maybe it's like an extra chip that Mantis Tech put in there um, or had them sort of design in as an addition. Because, like, you know, a lot of uh, OEMs have a basic design, but larger manufacturers can, like, request certain changes and they'll retweak their molds or add in certain features to the firmware. Um, but if this is, like, a generic keyboard that's just relabeled, you know, this could be, like, in dozens of models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely I like right. it. It's oh, yeah. clever. <laughs> it's a gangster-ass way. It's definitely it clever. is. Good on you, China. <laughs> yep. Now, and can you so... imagine? I'm. I, hopefully, this kind of thing would be blocked by corporate firewalls, but I have a mechanical keyboard at work. It's a Corsair one, and as far as I know, there's been no reported key logging. But can you imagine, like, if someone works at the NSA or or some, you know, some government agency? Yep. Well, you, and I have, you and I have compromised the security, Evan. Yeah. I have a a, uh, a Razer keyboard that I got off eBay from a questionable source. So, <laughs> <laughs> so who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's sending keystrokes to uh to wherever you know. Yeah, I, I, know. I only assume that outgoing traffic to China is blocked. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm I'm assuming if there were, well, I know that traffic is being monitored, you know, and so if there's any quote unquote suspicious traffic, it would be flagged at some point. So yeah. Yeah. I think that would have happened by now if it was going to happen at work. But um, and it looks like they like what they wire shark this and saw and found it. I guess. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So yeah, I mean. I, I guarantee you the NSA would, if some somebody had this there, they're at the NSA or CIA or something, there'd be some, some something would be catching it. They'd be like, whoa, what's this? You know, they're they're definitely actively monitoring this. So. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing at work. Like, you know, you can't, like, get certain things. Like, you're not supposed to buy anything that came from China now and stuff, you know, like any computer equipment, which is damn near almost, impossible. almost all of it. Yeah. But, you know, or I don't know. I'm not sure how they're, how they're doing it now. But, yeah, I'm like. They're worried about all the, even like Cisco hardware, like routers and shit. They're like, oh yeah, you know, all that shit's, the chips are made in China and, you know, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, there there was actually some evidence of tampering in some mm-hmm. of the network equipment. But I mean, if you had, like, you guys have HPs or, or Dells or whatever, you think all all Dell stuff is made in America? Well, oh, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, they could put a backdoor in a NIC card and, yeah. you know, just pipe all the data. I mean, you Although know. Although most of the laptops we bought, that are from Dell are uh, usually they say made in Mexico on them, mm-hmm. but where do all the components, yeah, the components. They, they build every single component in Mexico? In, Hell no, you've been probably Mexico? not. Please. Are there fabs in fucking <laughs> in Mexico? You know where where are all the chips made? You know, I mean, I know there are fabs in the U.S., but I don't know where they all are. You know, like around the world, I don't know where it, like A Intel lot. has all their fabs. You know, uh, Malaysia. Uh, Germany, I, I think. Yeah, I know AMD has them, like, in New York, in Germany, probably in Malaysia, um, maybe South Korea. I don't know. Yep. I know those places make memory, too, usually. Mm-hmm. There's only, like, three memory companies, <laughs> or three memory, like, actual manufacturers. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, it's like the iPhones, right? They're all made by fucking, what's it called? Like, Foxconn? Samsung? Oh yeah, Foxconn. 
Oh, so funny, uh, funny headline I read. Samsung is making more money from sales of iPhones than they are of their own. Phones? Yeah. <laughs> because Samsung uh, makes most of the components of the iPhone. That's crazy. Of the new iPhones. Isn't that funny? Like, that's like a, like a different part of the company. So it's yeah. like, it's like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the chip, the chip side. And this is over here though. We've got the mobile side and that's different. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so it's like separate. Well, something that's very interesting that we all sort of take for granted is that every Intel CPU that's sold, AMD gets money for that. Yeah. Because right. AMD is the one who came up with the 64 bit instruction set that Intel licenses. Really? Uh-huh. Because Intel made their own 64-bit, which we all remember as the failed Itanium. Yes. So after they were like, oh, well, this sucks, we'll just throw AMD some uh, some chump change and use their instructions. And then continue to dominate the market. <laughs> well, because of some patent thing or licensing thing, there's the uh, same thing with, I think, Android. Every time an Android phone is sold, you know, Microsoft gets 8 bucks yeah. or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's the business yeah. to be in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Patent, be a troll. patent troll. Patent troll. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. All right. Well, next up, let's see. We got a... Uh... So, apparently, now, um, there's been a, a rise in malware that's digitally signed with a valid certificate. Hmm. And, you know, so these are these special code signing certificates that you could get from VeriSign or whoever. And apparently they've been somehow, you know, hackers have been obtaining code signing certificates and putting them up on the dark web for sale for as much as uh, $1,200. That's not bad. Yeah, seems pretty affordable. It's not bad. I mean, if you're going to this article, that's more than a gun. More than yeah. a dark web fight, a dark web gun. I need to get me some dark web guns, man, with some bodies on them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, this thing killed someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how cool is that? Hmm. So I just thought this was interesting. So because that's normally one of the things you look for is a piece of software that's running that's not digitally signed. Mm-hmm. You know, usually if it's digitally signed, it's like, oh, okay, it's cool. And I'm sure these aren't being digitally signed by. Blowers Hacking Co. They're they're being digitally signed by Microsoft or yeah Samsung or EVGA or whatever you know. So what does this tell us? Like, what's what's the what's the response for the regular IT guy or regular cybersecurity guy? Is format it, every machine every six months? No, I don't. <laughs> I feel like that might be the answer from known good media. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like something like that is. I don't. I feel like we're gonna get there. Like we're gonna get to that point. It's like, oh, well, we got to scan this machine for viruses, and that means wipe it. You know, <laughs> like well, I don't my, know if there's anything wrong. Just wipe the machine. <laughs> we do my that dad, at work with uh, machines. If you go to, if you take them outside the United States, yeah, right. You come back. They're supposed to scan it, and whether you find anything or not, format it. Yep, yep. That's format and reimage. Were you about to say Oconus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My dad would approve of the method of having a static image uh, interfaced by a bunch of dummy terminals and uh, all storage on a SAN. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like a, like, basically like a kiosk 
just reboots to the to a, a new image every time you start it up. Yeah, Microsoft had a uh, piece of software that did that for a while, but they discontinued it for some reason called Microsoft Steady State. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another piece of software, I think it was called Deep Freeze. They used to do that, but it was made by a you know a third-party company. I don't know if those things still exist. They probably do. But the problem is you reboot the machine and any changes you made are gone. So like Evan said, it's good for like a kiosk machine or whatever, you know, like a machine that, you know, people just come use like an internet cafe or some shit. Right. But it's not good if you want to like save your work. But like Evan said, maybe you have to save it all to the sand or whatever. And then, then you're I think, good. I think you know? we as a, as an industry, have but to then the malware can save itself to the sand and <laughs> survive. So, yeah, I think we as an industry have to do better getting users to save things properly. You know, like when I go to a computer's de- a user's desk and I see like 600 things on their desktop and I'm like, you don't know what's there. And they're like, no, I don't. You know, <laughs> like they have no idea. They don't know what's, they've just been like saving all like, like I went to one lady's desk and there's like seven, seven, uh, seven oh. keys on her computer. Anything I need to, anything I need to keep is saved on a network share. Otherwise it's, uh. You know, I mean, I have stuff local, but if it's if it's lost, it's not the end of the world. You know. Yeah, my if you go through my computer, you'd be like, oh, there's nothing but fucking garbage in this computer. It's like <laughs> like a very large pictures file from pictures I used to harass my coworkers, pictures of my dick and me jerking off. Um, right. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, you know, but it's like nothing. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But nothing I couldn't lose if I was like, oh, you know what I mean? And my computer got blown away. Like everything important saved online, you know, it's in, it's in one drive. It's in, you know, it's in a share. It's in my Google drive or whatever. It's somewhere where I can get at it again and again and again. It's not going to be the end of the world if I lose this stuff. Do you use Microsoft OneDrive, James? My company does. Okay. I do not. My company does. I use Microsoft OneDrive. Do you? How do you like it? Six ninety nine a month. Really? You pay for it? One terabyte of storage. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. You missed you out on the deal. And I get a copy of Microsoft Office out of the deal. So I have Office 365 or whatever it's called. You know? Do you get I guess that through that's work pretty or... good. Huh? You get that through work or what? No, no. It's just a normal thing. Nice. I mean, so if you want more storage, you could go to Backblaze. I think they have $5 a month for unlimited storage. So what I primarily use it for is just to keep uh, photos and videos backed up from my iPhone. Okay. And the way it works, I have the app installed on my phone, the OneDrive app, and at any time I'm on Wi-Fi, it automatically uploads stuff to the Google Drive. Because Google Drive costs money. No, Google Drive photos and videos back there are free. But it's not you. They are the license agreement allows them to use your photos as they see fit. The reality is, Michael, nobody wants to see your photos. No one wants to use them. And my they don't upload them in the full original size either. My information is valuable. Are you sure they don't? Yes. Huh. It's up to 1080p or whatever. I mean, it's not like the full original, you know. So, I mean, is it good for 90% of the people? Yeah, probably. I never print yeah. photos out, so it's fine for me. Right. Plus, you get Office 365, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah I, I get a copy yeah. of Office, you know. I want to hate you for not using Google, but I understand I mean, I could pay for. I could actually pay for Google Drive. At least I could do that. No, right? but Google Photos is what is all all I think you would care about. And if it doesn't upload the full size, and you really want that f- the full highest quality, then it, you're of course not going to have. You're going to have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. 
So I get it. Mm-hmm. So there's slight differences. I mean, like I said, is it good for ninety percent of the people? Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? Not, not enough know? for the elites like you. Right. I'm better. I'm slightly triggered. I'm better than you. I'm slightly triggered. Are you upset that I'm better than you? Just a scotch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. That's funny. <laughs> you could we... set up a share. You could build a NAS, set up a share on your NAS, download an app to uh, <laughs> to, to sync certain folders between the two. Yes, I could. Like, like Dropbox or something like it. Mm-hmm. But not Dropbox. I could use Dropbox for the same thing. I mean... You know, pay them yeah. for more storage too. I mean, but no it's, office. It's more expensive. Too. No more office. Yeah, no, no yeah. office. And it's it's more expensive. A terabyte so it costs was, more there. It was I think five ninety nine or four ninety nine a month for one terabyte, and then for a dollar more a month I get office. So I was like, yeah. all right, that's fine. a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. I was like, sounds good. So I have a fully licensed legal copy of Microsoft Office. <laughs> that's always the latest version. Must feel good. Yeah, you know, and I never ever use it. But it's there. <laughs> it's I swear that. No, for the once or twice a month, you're like, I need to open Word or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there. No, I, yeah. I get it. I trust me. I I stopped pirating uh, Photoshop, Photoshop a long time ago because I was like, I just want it to work. I'm tired of the BS. I want it to work. I don't want to have to like every time I wipe my computer, I don't have to be like, I need to get Photoshop again. You know, Evan, can you help me, Michael? <laughs> how do torrents work now? I haven't done one in years. You know, no, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm tired of it. You know, I'll just buy software now. You know, we're getting old. Yeah, so like you want to eliminate the hassle out of your life, and torrenting is a hassle. You know, it just it, allegedly, it's a, it's a hassle for well, the, okay. the actual torrenting Amateur. is not a hassle. The installing and cracking of software yeah. can be a hassle. Yeah, exactly. Especially with all the newer software that has all these anti-piracy methods built in that are getting more and more advanced, it becomes, that what's becomes well, a and, and you know what else, too? <laughs> Which, you, know, a, you shouldn't be doing it anyway, obviously, but, you know. No, but, but, you know, also, there's such a high sketch factor. That, too. In downloading torrents, that unless you are getting them from a site where, like, it's, like, members only, and you know that... Like, how do you know it would, doesn't have malware, yeah. They wouldn't allow... Yeah, they've been vetted. Unless you get it from a site like that, which most people aren't getting it from, you're going to be like, what, is, what am I putting on my computer right now? You know, you install it, and obviously now we know these sign these signing certificates can be hosed. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, it says I'm allowed to be here. You're like, yes, Microsoft's like, yes, this is fine software, and you install it, and it's like, it's fucking hosed. Yep, you're now part of a botnet. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, so James, it's like you're supporting Al-Qaeda me. now. Thank you. No. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. Yep. So what are we talking about? Where is the snack bar? Don't be a normie. Yeah, don't be a normie. Oh, right. Yeah. We're talking about cloud storage. B-Leet. B-Leet. Spell Leet, Michael. Uh, 1337. That's the correct answer. There we go. (laughs) I was was waiting for you to say L, and I was going to tear in you. E-L-I. Like, no. (laughs) No. Evan will kick you out you know, of the fucking that's mobile how, server. That's how leet I am. That's how I spell leet. That's there how you know go. I am leet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the test. All right. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's jump into this book. Um, Not we'll much do it, about it. Yeah, we'll do it in a hurry, I think. <laughs> Probably. 
Um, who's got some thoughts? Michael, did you finish it and you get into it? No. Oh, okay. And, cool. Uh, I think <laughs> I think last time I proposed. It's fine. Yes, yes, you are. I think last time I proposed that if we all couldn't finish a book, and mind you, this is the shortest book we've ever read, uh, I believe, then we should discontinue the book of the month. Thoughts? Um, I like doing the book of the month, but I am also I've been very guilty of not not reading books. So it have just, any of us ever finished every book? Evan, I did not. One. I didn't do Snow Crash. That was the first book, but that was like a super hard book to finish. And we've had like we've had some hard books to finish. We had some books that are like whoa, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um, I mean I, I like I like doing it, but it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm going to read books regardless. So we get like one more it. go, one more go, and then one more after that, and after that, and after that, because we'll never stop. Well, we'll make this definitive one. We'll can't make this stop. definitive one. We'll if we can't all finish it, I think it's fair. <laughs> we'll just stop doing it. Okay. You know? I also feel that um, you guys used to read slash listen to a lot more books until we started doing this. And now you, like, maybe you still do, but I never hear you talk about the new book from this guy or, you know, you listened to four books last week. Very oh. much like... We used to get on, you know, Google Hangouts and just chat occasionally. Now we do for for the, you know, classes and everything, but before that, it was like okay, Sundays when we record, that's our meeting time and we don't do it any other time. So it's mm-hmm. like stifled any other interaction. Actually, James and I talked about that uh not that long ago how yeah. we we used to talk, you know, online up a, a lot to well, mainly to you. You know, the three of us usually, mm-hmm. but sometimes just you and me, or sometimes I'm sure just you and James. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rare that James and I do it because, you know. You see each other often enough. Yeah, we're yeah. local, so we see you at least once a week. But is but, this is this uh, book of the month hindering your actual enjoyment no. of reading? No, I read. I, I only, I, I mean, it seems like I'm always telling you guys about books, but really, I, only time I tell you guys about books is like when the book's really good. I have spells where I don't read, don't listen to books or anything. And then I have spells when I listen to like eight books. This particular last two weeks, I listened to like six books. I just didn't tell you about them because they were either sequels or weren't that interesting, you know? And I've mm-hmm. returned at least three books in the last, well, one book this month and a couple books previous months. So this hasn't hindered it at all. Um, I can tell you right now, though, the book for November. This will probably be the last month, folks, that we do the book club. <laughs> because the book for November, it's like, this is water. Mm-hmm. Some thoughts delivered on a significant occasion about living a compassionate life. Nope. Nope. That that is the problem with the book of the month. <laughs> I am reading books with other people, <laughs> and they are selecting books that I would never read in a million years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the problem with the book of the month. So, I um I actually have a book that I want to recommend at some point. I don't know. I think James would like it. I don't know if Evan would. Probably not. Um, cause he doesn't like anything I recommend, but you know, <laughs> um, well, That's next fine. month, next month is yours. If we can all make it through November. Yeah. Let's see if we can make it through this. Is this, is this your recommendation? Evan? It is. Have you read it? I have not. Okay. Oh, I, I, I can read you a three sentence synopsis of the book. Ugh. Please do. 
Uh, this is Water by David Foster Wallace. It, so it actually comes from uh, a commencement speech that he did at a university. Uh, I mean, the book is like 130 pages. You could probably you know, listen to it in a couple of hours. There is an audio book of it. There's an ebook of it. There's a print version. Um, okay, so here's the, the three-sentence summary. Learning how to think really means learning how to exercise some control over how and what you think. It can be easy to spend our entire lives accepting our natural default ways of default ways of thinking rather than choosing to look differently at life. The only thing that is true is that you get to decide how you're going to try to see life and how you construct meaning from experience. Yay. No, I didn't write um, that. I'm reading that off of a, a website that recommended this book. And what website is that? Um, it is nerds.com. No, <laughs> it's, it's not a reputable source. I'll, I'll, <laughs> It's it's not like Barnes and Noble. It's Pornhub. It's Pornhub. No, it's uh, it's, it's some. It's the comment section of Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say something. If someone from the comment section of Pornhub recommends a book, I'm reading it. Yes, yeah, just true. to see what maniac crazy shit they fucking suggested. Um, no, that's, it sounds interesting funny. actually. So you know, 120 pages. I can read this. I can read yeah. this. Yeah, we'll I see. No, I have no objection. Okay. So, uh, astrophysics for people in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, what do right. you guys think? It's good? It's a good book if you... It's a good book to listen to. So, if, if you, you hate like science. No. no, if you like listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk. Yes, that's a perfect summation. <laughs> is he the one who narrates yeah. it in, yes. in the audiobook? Yes, oh, it okay. is his book. Yep. Well, um, I know it's his book. But that doesn't necessarily mean he narrates. Yeah, I have a feeling that someone made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And that's why this book and this audiobook exists. (laughs) Um, I don't really know what I was expecting, but it's kind of like, I mean, James described it well. It's like a history of, you know, the universe from then to now. And that's not wrong. It doesn't really teach you anything. Yeah. It's no. just, it's like, you know, a brief overview of how the universe started and what we know and what we think and how aliens might detect us, how we might detect aliens, the chemical makeup of stuff. Um, I know, Mike, you mentioned you were interested in cosmology. It doesn't really go into cosmology very much, but, you know, there's probably mm-hmm. a couple chapters you'd be interested in talking about, you know, the methane content on other planets and stuff. Hmm. Um, it is kind of interesting how we uh, discover the contents of other atmospheres, which I knew before reading this book, but it's like chemical, um, what's well, the word? The light. Chromatography. I'm, I'm making yeah. this up. Chromat- yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Um, Analyze the light coming from. Yep. Yeah. Uh, really the one thing that I found interesting was the explanation of why we can see such good eclipses from earth. And that is the moon is roughly 400 times smaller, uh, 
than the sun? That doesn't seem right. I'm going to sure. go with it. Sure, I think, it, could be, it could be right. I think, yeah. I mean, it seems... Sun's pretty big. Yeah. So 400 times smaller than the sun, but it's also 400 times closer to the earth than the sun, so they appear the same size in the sky. Mm. And I was like, oh, and you deny, you deny a creator? No. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. It's like, so the... The flat disk that makes up the sun is 400 times larger than the flat disk that makes up the moon, and it projects itself onto the earth on the turtle backs. Yes. Yeah. What? Well, that's another book. <clears throat> I mean, it's a, it's a... That's Discworld, or what is it called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Discworld. Yeah, yeah. Something it's, like it's turtles all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, recommend? So, wouldn't recommend? If someone really likes Neil deGrasse Tyson, I would recommend it. But at, for... I didn't find it particularly interesting or enlightening. Um, I would probably not recommend it to most people. Hmm. Agreed. Uh, um... Evan, you have anything else? No. Uh, yeah. So for me, I haven't listened to any. Uh, I've listened to Michio, Michio Kaku book, which mm-hmm. was really good. Um, I haven't listened to any Neil deGrasse Tyson books before. I think he read something that was in my. It's in my catalog of books I've owned, but they're not astrophysics books, not science books. But I think he was the reader. Um, I, I mean. I want to really like the book because it's him and you know he's it's super cool to like him now until some sex scandal comes out about him <laughs> like you know fucking cats or something but until that happens we it's like very cool to like him so I want to like this and it's not bad like there's actually like a ton of quotes in it honestly like there's like I could see like you know you're going to see a lot of pictures on uh imager a picture of his face behind the stars and quotes from this book in there because there's a lot of quotable points in this book and a lot of like interesting kind of parallels he makes. But what I say, this is the, the like this is the must-have guide for anyone who cares about space. No, I guarantee there's a better book out there. I guarantee you, this is not the book. It's good. It's four hours long. It's not going to be a waste of your time to read it or listen to it. But I mean, it's you know. Bleh. You know, it's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's not, it's, it, you know, it, I can't even, I can't even give it a net, can't say negative about it, but it's not a great book. It's, right. I think what Evan said fits. Someone said, you want to do another book? Here's $80 billion. He's like, word, I'll do as many books as you want. Do you want to see me masturbate? You know, <laughs> and I think he just did it. I think he just did it. He just made the book. He just did it. You know, he just and masturbated. And he just masturbated in front of them and said, "Fuck it." You know. Does but anyone I, listen to his uh, podcast? No, I don't. Star, I, tried I, I only have a couple episodes downloaded. Star Talk Radio. I've listened to one or two, and I like it, but I haven't. I haven't gone back to it. I don't. I don't care that much about stars. So, like, I understand. Like, I, I understand the basics. That's that's surprising. If you were pa- as passionate and, and as he is about astrophysics, it'd be great. Yeah, I think I'm so. Not. He's like, this is amazing. I'm like, it's kind of interesting. He's like, no, yeah. no, no, it's amazing. He's really stoked about it. 
Yeah. That's su- that surprises me, James, that you're not that interested. Well, because I know what I need to know about them. Like, I don't care about the chemical makeup of stars. I really don't. And I don't care about, like, the deep understanding of, like, stars. I, I know what a star is. It's a planet, a s- planet, a sun. I don't a... think he talks about just stars. No, no, I but could, I'm just I saying, wrong, like, but... like, like the deep, under- deep astrophysics understanding of things, I don't care about them. I really don't. I'm interested in this stuff, but I'm interested at a high level, you know? I, and that's, my, that's one of my biggest problems with everything is I'm very high level. You know, I don't see a need to dig deeper. You know, I don't really care about the deep understanding of this, you know, this kind of stuff. I'm glad that there are people who do. I'm not that person. So Star Watch is a very boring show to me. It's like an hour and a half Star of shock. Exactly. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an hour and a half of Stranger Danger. <laughs> yeah. Of the Stranger Danger section of this show. That's what it's like for me. So I just like kind of like, okay, it is interesting, but it's boring. At the same time, you know, unless there's something that really stands out and grabs me, which does happen. I'm not trying to say Stranger Danger is super boring, but there's, you know, components of it that aren't my field of expertise, you know, and don't shock me or surprise me. So, yeah, I mean, but the the book is good. You know, if you're interested in astrophysics, you're excited about it, or it's, you know, you have like a a teenager. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good book for a teenager. You know, to get to get some to grasp some 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 initial understanding of space and the stars. You know, it might capture them a little bit because he does say some profound things. But I'm sure there's better books about space out there. You know, people so, don't think the universe be like it is, but it do. Y- y- Black <laughs> science man. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, I've been going through a lot of boxes and things here in my house. Uh, trying to get everything situated. Mm-hmm. And so I came across a book, which I hadn't seen in a long time. So I read the first book, which is called The Physics of Star Trek. And it's by Lawrence Cross. Kraus. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. I don't know if you've seen him. He's maybe not quite as famous as Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he's up there in the same kind of, you know, he's an astrophysicist or something, you know, he's something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I got that book when I was probably, you know, 13 or something. I don't know. But what I found recently when I was going through some boxes, I found the sequel to that book, which I had bought, but I never actually read called Beyond Star Trek. So in the first book, they talk about, you know, well, how would a transporter work? How would warp drive work? How would this work? How would that work? And they kind of die dive deep dive into it and say okay how would this actually work if it was possible and so i thought that was very interesting um so i'm actually gonna check out this the book that i found and actually read it and (laughs) see what else they talk about um excellent yeah so one last thing about the um the book for october I think in my old age, I've started to shift my attitude towards being interested in the information um, or start from being interested in just the information to seeing the information or hearing it and then asking, okay, what can we do with this? And there's no, there's not a lot of applications for it right now. 
Hmm. That's it. Well, like we're not going, we're not like sending a colony ship to Titan. I would like to send a yeah, colony ship to Titan. Yeah, because you're holding us back. No. <laughs> With your backwards ways, Evan. Yeah. Churning butter and shit. Damn. <laughs> the fuck? You and your love of churned butter. Um, turning milk into other products. Mm-hmm. Asshole. That's right. That's not what God intended. Forcing us to drink skim. <laughs> we right. talked it's, about it's this. Skim or butter. That's it. No. We talked about this on our during our class, didn't we? We What's talked. That? I think I ranted about this. What about butter? N- no. <laughs> we talked about butter last week on the show. Actually, um, <laughs> we did with Ed. Yeah. Um, no, we talked about. Um, at least I ranted about why <clears throat> about being the first first trillion about the first trillionaires in space and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was last week. I don't know, but I know, remember some of that. I feel like we could go w- way farther, but we're being we're holding ourselves back. Like we constantly like refuse to evolve. We refuse to we refuse to go forward. We're holding. We could have a fucking colony on Titan. Like we're put people in space in a real way that's not in like a tube floating out there. But like you could like we understand how gravity works in space. We could make a space station with gravity. You know, with simulated gravity, make people live up there and actually force people to be like, okay, we need to like understand the nature of this fucking new beast. You know, instead they're like, hmm, let's do this nine year experiment on how grass grows in space. Go fuck yourself. Why don't you just put dirt down, plant some fucking grass and say, we need to eat this. I hope it grows. Like, that's how you do shit. Like, that's how we used to do things. Like, Mary Curie, she's like, well, I'm just going to put this radium around my neck or whatever the fuck she did. And then she's like, oh, I'm sick. This shit is bad for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's how we used to discover things. Now we don't do that anymore. Now it's like, let's do science. Human life is too valuable. Yeah, exactly. So, James, I think I just came up with the perfect solution to long-term, utterly ridiculous, <laughs> long-term space travel. Now, instead of sending astronauts or uh, you know physically fit people, we should send the world's most obese people into space to Mars on lo- like That's six right. launch six, homeless people into the sun. No, like get six, rid of them. Six month, <laughs> you know, six to eight month travel. Now, this is why. Yes, it costs more money for fuel to get the extra weight up there. However, if everyone goes on a six to eight month fast, you don't need to bring food. You can recycle water. There's very little waste to be handled. Um, and then everyone's healthier, you know, when they get there. So just snake juice. Just a big ass tank full of snake part juice. Of it, yeah. I mean, how much is that like? Is that like pimp juice? No, no. it's saline. It's saline. It's something they give you in the hospital. But imagine if you didn't have to worry about the logistics of feeding people in space. Booty sweat, bust a nut. That's what you got to bring. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Just um, a thought. So send fat people to space because they could just ride it out. Yeah. They, they don't have to do. waste time eating. They can, you know, work 22 hours a day. They can. They don't have to waste time <laughs> eating. They can work 22 hours a day. Wow. On water. <laughs> oh, boy. Try to convince them of that. 
I don't care what the snake juice guy says. Try to convince those fat people who've been eating at fucking corn and horn their whole lives. Old <laughs> they can work 22 hours a day in space and drink and drink and eat slash Recycled water. urine. Recycled urine, yeah. And chlorella tablets. Oh my god, yeah. Convince them of that. I'm on the, board. You can convince in them. In the sake of science. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just a thought. Well, I, I came up with it as as you were talking. I'm on board. As Let's my mind it. wandered. Let's do it. Okay. Michael, wow. any any thoughts on fat people in space? I can't say I approve. Michael. Fat people are not to be rewarded. They're too <laughs> shame. <laughs> you know Michael, that. We were you gonna know make, that. We were going to make space you the captain. Is the You're going to be the reward. captain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's so they should have the ultimate shame. We'll make you the captain and make Evan the sheriff. I mean, it's going to work out sheriff. for us. Yeah, it's going to work out for us. It's a uh, you know, it's a new wave of humanity. Well, okay, if they send me up, all right, fine. I'm down with it. You're right. I'm down. I put my seal of approval on it. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Let's do it. So you're just saying that you need to approve each and every fat person they send to space to make sure they're worthy. Yes. Okay. So you're not against the overall idea, just the execution. Well, or I mean, the oversight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, James knows. You know, fat. It people, can't be re- just fat get, people should be shamed. I mean, yes. That's, so that's entirely true. So we we'll find we'll find the world's fattest scientists and shame him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When everyone on this ship dies of suicide from being shamed all the time. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. No one died. No one starved to death. <laughs> they just There's nowhere to themselves. run when you're being bullied in space. <laughs> That's right. Jeez, no one please. can hear you cry in space. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, this, this show is... Uh, whew, NASA, right. if you're listening, <laughs> you can have my idea. Yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we're sorry. Oh. This is what your inaction did to the American people's wonder about space, NASA. This is where we've be, where we where you've left us. Sending fat people in space and shaming them into suicide. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on. All right, so sci-fi, we got some goodies here. All right, um, I'm, I'm going to jump got? around actually. So I'm going to first go to from dusk till dawn. Do your thing, chief. So I just watched this movie last night for the first time. It actually was released in 1996. Uh, I'm sure everyone else who's listening to this has probably watched it, or at least you know what it is. Um, so this movie is actually... So I thought this was actually a Quentin Tarantino movie, and it almost is. It's actually written by... Quentin Tarantino wrote the screenplay, um, but it's actually directed by Robert Rodriguez who's a frequent collaborator with Quentin Tarantino. Um, And although it actually stars Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney, and it's a vampire movie. Although, surprisingly, it took a very long time for us to actually get to the vampires. It was probably at least halfway through the movie, if not a little further, until we actually see any vampires. Um, interesting take on the vampires. 
they did the the whole like they transform, you know, not just like they look like people, but they're like with fangs. Mm-hmm. They did a more like transforming into like a more monstrous looking, ghoulish like, looking thing, like Nosferatu. Kind of, but even he looked, you know, not that crazy. You know, more presentable. Yeah, he's so, wearing an overcoat for God's sake. That's right. Um, had Harvey Keitel, who's frequently in Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, and I liked it. I thought it was good. Oh, and Danny Trejo was in it. I was like, what? And that guy, man, he looks young as hell in this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he doesn't have bags under his eyes or anything. <laughs> was he hooligan number two? Something like that. He was like the bartender, which I don't even know if he had a name other than, you know, he's the bartender. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I mean, you know, it was good. It was it was a, Qu- a Quentin Tarantino slash Robert Rodriguez movie that was kind of crazy. Right. Where, just like in most Quentin Tarantino movies, almost everyone dies. So, but it was good. It was good. I, I, I'm glad I finally saw it. Mm-hmm. No time like that. the present. Yep, I'm glad I finally saw it. So... George Clooney plays a, a convincing uh, maniac, so it's kind of weird seeing him in that role, but he did a good job. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. James, what do you think of the movie? You've um, seen it? No, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I like I like anything Robert Rodriguez. Almost, I'm looking through his IMDb page right now, and he's everything he's done. I really like actually, and uh, um. I did not know he directed Once in, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and I, I mean, yeah, he's a great actor. I, I like, I mean, a great, great director. I liked, I liked that movie. I thought it was cool. I would love to have seen more about it. It's like you ever watch someone's work, and it's like, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the director, and not the movie, but you ever watch someone's work, and you're like, man, I want to see more of this universe, you know? And that's what once that's how i feel about that movie about about uh the movie we're talking about which name i can't remember right now um <laughs> from dust till dawn and mm-hmm. actually there's a, t- a really shitty tv show <laughs> yeah isn't there also a sequel or something um i don't know about the sequel from dawn till dusk maybe i don't when know when humans there... reign so oh my god there's so so there's from dusk till dawn from dusk till dawn the series in 2014 then there's from Dust Till Dawn 2, and the Dust Till Dawn 3, and then there's another from Dust Till Dawn 2001. What is this? Oh, it's a game. It's not a movie. It's a game based on the movie. Okay. So the the series of that, the, the I've seen the series, and the series is just extremely odd. Uh... Yeah, they they have the same brothers, the Gecko brothers, mm-hmm. but they're played by these other two guys who are way too handsome. You know, like they're two extremely handsome guys. One guy with glasses. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be these two guys, but younger, and they're bank robbers or something. And I guess they get involved with all these like supernatural shenanigans at the same time. But it's just I don't know. It's odd. It's an odd movie, odd series of shows. And I'm sure, you know, these guys have a lot to do with it, but it's just very odd. I can't explain it, you know. It looks odd. Yeah, it's odd. I did not know there was a sequel to Desperado. Once Upon a Time in the West? Yeah, I had no idea. 
Yeah. Is that the one with Antonio Banderas and the guitar case machine gun? That's Desperado. Okay. Yeah, Although once it's in, not a it's not a machine gun, but yeah. Mm. Once think. upon a time in Mexico has uh And Desperado itself is a remake of El Mariachi. Yeah, which is great. If you haven't seen El Mariachi, do yourself a motherfucking favor. That thing is a fucking gem. It's so good. It is so good. One thing I haven't seen here, Four Rooms. I have seen that. I How is that? that? Is it good? It's worth watching. It's very odd, but it's worth a watch. I believe Antonio Banderas is in one mm-hmm. one, uh, one of those. So. Oh, Robert Rodriguez wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote El Mariachi, too. I didn't realize that. Four Rooms is not a movie you'll be like, man, I want to watch Four Rooms. But you should you should see it once. Or twice. Has anyone seen Machete Kills? No. I I, I, I want to say I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw this. But I saw, I'll watch anything with Michelle Rodriguez in it. Honestly. Well, I never saw Machete or Machete Kills. It was Machete 2010. And there's Machete Kills 2013. There's, there's two of them? Machete. Yeah. Which one did I see? Maybe I saw Machete. Damn. Machete's uh, Robert Rodriguez, and it's with Danny Trejo. And well, like the I second said, one is a is a sequel. I'll watch anything with Robert, uh, Michelle Rodriguez in it. I'll watch a ham commercial with Michelle Rodriguez in it, even if she's playing the ham. I'll watch a ham commercial with or without Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> is it even if Ham is playing the ham? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Michelle Rodriguez, please do porn. Please do porn. Have have you not seen her nudes? What? We'll talk about it later. We're definitely talking about it later, motherfucker. <laughs> James is, he's like got a huge smile on his face. <laughs> Oh boy! Mm-hmm. And so we know the movie Machete is actually from one of the fake movie trailers. Yeah, from, from the movie Grindhouse. Yes, yes, yes. Which is what we're going to talk about next, actually. So this I actually linked to an article that says, "Hey, we should. It's time to rewatch Grindhouse." And the whole reason is because Rose McGowan plays uh, the heroine mm-hmm. in the. So Grindhouse, for those of you who don't know, is actually two movies. It's a double feature by Quentin Tarantino. So one movie is called Death Proof, and that's directed by Quentin Tarantino. The second movie is called Planet Terror, and that's actually by Robert Rodriguez. And in Planet Terror, we have Rose McGowan. And it turns out that because of this whole, we were talking about it earlier, the whole Harvey Weinstein the whole thing going on. Uh, she kind of made that movie despite being kind of blacklisted by him. Mm-hmm. So the article's like it's the, her being in the movies, basically a F you to Harvey Weinstein. Why did he, why did he, she get blacklisted? Do you know? Uh, I don't know the details, but I'm just assuming that she, he proposed something and she said, no, you know, he wanted to jerk off in front of her. 
I don't know what Harvey Weinstein's whole deal was, so I'm not going to... I don't think he liked jerking off in front of people. I don't think he asked. (laughs) I think he was more (laughs) like, you want to do this movie, you're going to take this dick within thine mouth. (laughs) That's what I think he was doing, or something like that. And I'll be honest with you, if I was... uh, This is going to be really harsh, but Rose McGowan has that, like... uh, What's a vibe... Hmm. Um. She puts off a. She she seems like there's nothing special about her. Mm-hmm. If you just saw her, you'd be like, "She'll suck my dick," you know. She's dime a dozen, but she's not. She's really special. I like Rose McGowan a lot, but I think she has like if you looked at her and didn't talk to her and you made a snap assumption about her, you'd probably say she needs to suck my dick. She deserves my dick in her mouth. Because that's all she'll get in her life. Because she doesn't seem like... She seems like just kind of like... James, uh, what is wrong with you? I, I, I have a question. Do yeah. you think... He's like, are you crazy? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you think her hairstyle plays a major part in your assessment? I think... I just think she looks really super like the wrong side of the tracks. Maybe mm-hmm. it is her hair. I don't know. And I shouldn't say she deserves my dick in her mouth. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying if you're him, if you're Weinstein, you're a piece of shit, and you do this to women, this is what you do, and you have no problem doing it, you would definitely look at Rose McGowan and say, fuck you. Um, you're from the wrong side of the tracks. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to try to do whatever I want. You know what I mean? So like, you assume your chances of success are pretty high. Yeah, because she seems like she should be working at a bowling alley in Indiana. You know? Now, mind you, like I said, I like Rose McGowan a lot. I would never do that to women. Women are people, too. You know, uh, I'm not a monster, but I just feel like she has like a please look man, and a vibe. Please mansplain to us. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm digging. You got me feeling like I dig it a hole now. Thank God no women listen to this show. Um, but, yeah, so at any rate, I like Rose McGowan. She's one of my favorite actress actresses. She has like a very naughty appeal that I just love. So it turns out Robert Rodriguez dated her from 2006 to 2009. Smart guy. And he he uh she wanted to um try out for his movie Sin City. That's Robert Rodriguez is also by the way. Mm-hmm. Um and she couldn't because Harvey Weinstein blacklisted her. So instead he he ended up getting her. I don't know how he was able to. Maybe he was. Maybe Harvey Weinstein wasn't involved in. This he movie, was. So. Their company, Weinstein Company, paid for it. It says that in the article. They paid for. Uh, they paid for this movie. Oh okay. They I don't it. know. Uh, I I kind of wonder how one person can have that much power. Like I feel like if I was in an industry and then they said, "Well, she's been black." Like I can't think of. Okay, let's say, what's the guy who made Sis Internals? Mark Rusinovich. So if Mark Rusinovich put out a notice to all IT people, I'm blacklisting Evan Neal and his computer product, I feel like none of us would be like, oh shit, we better not use it then. You know, we'd be like, who the fuck are you? I'm going to try anyway. Let's see what it's all about. Like we'd experiment. Steve Jobs said that. Same thing. Well, who are we? I mean. No, but I feel like a, but, but, but we're, but I feel like a lot of, uh, I feel like it's just a different mindset. Like we would, we would still try. You know, maybe if Steve Jobs said this, this will give you a virus, but you can't say that about a human being. Like we're not talking about a piece of software. We're talking about he says don't 
don't deal with this person. Right. Like who has that much power? And why would anybody be afraid of that? People who what? fund your work? I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So he has so you're saying he has direct financial power over the people mm-hmm. over someone over a director to yeah, say if you, don't if you hire, hire this person. If you hire her, we're not gonna fund your movie or whatever. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm assuming that. there was like a board of directors, so he you know, maybe he had like a major say in it and people didn't want to go against him. Yeah. That I can believe, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good recap. Yep. I have never seen From Dusk Till Dawn. Every time I see the name, I confuse it with uh, a movie which I now know is called Desperado. So I will watch it. Yeah, it's a good movie. And you've never seen Desperado, or you have? I have. Okay. But I thought that was... Once upon a time in Mexico. Also, oh. <laughs> well, they are all essentially the same movie. Yes. Okay. Except one has vampires. Okay. <laughs> and the other ones have Antonio Banderas added to the mix. Right. But they all have Selma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Johnny Depp's in the last one. He is. Yeah. I never saw Once Upon a Time. He's the bad guy who gets his eyes poked out, and he still shoots, and it's really weird. It's cool to watch, though. Okay. So who's talking about Call of Duty? Not me. Must be you, Mike. Not me. Yeah, no, that's me. So this is another article. Couldn't be. No, um, so... I read this, and this is an interesting take. So this is regarding the latest Call of Duty game that came out called Call of Duty World War II. So the author of this article compared it to what they consider to be the first Call of Duty game, which is actually called Medal of Honor, Allied Assault. And, of course, that one takes place in the same time period, right? But it's this game's like maybe 15 years old or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he compared it. He compared um, the scene in this game where you land on the beach at Normandy, you know, and you have to get out of the amphibious vehicle and storm the beach and get to cover and blah blah blah. So he compared the old the the same scene in the old game to the scene in the new game, which are, they're very similar, except in the new game it's like super easy. And it's interspersed with cutscenes and a lot of, you know, oh, press X to do this really quickly or you're going to die, you know, or whatever. Right. You know, and so he just doesn't like that kind of stuff. The old game, he's like, the front of that thing opens and you, you're dead. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, that one was like very realistic, he thought, you know, more realistic. Yeah. Where this game, it, and this game, the new one, it gives you a lot of hints. Like, oh, arrows, go here, go there, do this, do that. You know, the old one's like, uh-uh. Like, yeah. you just need to go. <laughs> that's, something, that's something yeah. old games didn't do. Like, old games didn't. Like, I remember playing games, and I'm sure you guys remember this too. Like, wandering around on a level for like a half an hour trying to find the way out after you killed everybody. You're like, how the fuck did I get out of here? You know? Yeah, I I remember doing that. Yeah. And new games, like... It'll like if you don't, you watch. Yeah, it's <laughs> watch. like, hey, fucker, go this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Which I mean, it can be it can be you know helpful, but I guess too much of that can be. There's a time like, and a place for that. Yeah, too much of it, you're like, what the fuck, man? But dude, like, so I'm off topic in here, but people, I don't know, I don't think we talked about this. I talked about this about the guys in the org, but he's like, um, but men, women, yo, he's like, they're just <laughs> they're so they're so bad. Yeah, exactly. no, um, <laughs> I don't hate women. I love women. <laughs> women are wonderful. Oh my god. Okay, fuck. Please. Please edit that out. <laughs> He's not going to. Um so so look, um what's that game called? The one that like everyone's like it's the Dark Souls of side scrollers. Um Cuphead? Oh yeah. Yeah, people are like this is the hardest game in the world. It's like it's so hard. It's so hardcore. And so Jack from the or from our org He's like, fuck you, go play Sonic 3, motherfucker, right? And if anyone remembers Sonic 3 or whatever, it was hard as fuck. Like, it was a hard-ass game. Um, Cuphead, I haven't played it. It looks hard to me. It looks crazy, but if we all remember, like, Contra, Mm -hmm. Contra was basically Cuphead. I mean, Cuphead's probably a lot more going on in Cuphead, but Contra had the same thing, like, little fireballs everywhere, and it's fucking, the game was challenging. Not hard, but challenging. And Dark Souls is only hard because it doesn't let you save. That's the only reason it's hard. It's not hard because you're getting swarmed by, you know, it's, you don't, and it, when you die, it takes you way back. So the game's savage, but not hard, you know? So, but I remember a time when you could only save at the end of a level, <laughs> yeah. you know, or at a checkpoint. Now games save automatically for you, and there's no real repercussions if you die, you know? So games have got very easy, and then somebody brought back hard games and people were like, <gasps> you know, it was like a huge deal all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. how many times did we die playing a good example is Sonic or Mario or any of those games? Yeah. And oh, you used up all seven of your lives. Guess what? Yep, that's it. Game done. over, bitch. You're done. done. You yep. know, Streets of Rage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Descent, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Double Dragon, any of those fucking games. Yeah. Right? Yep. Absolutely. No descent. Yeah. There was no save card. There was no to save. No. Nope. You know? He said a save card. Oh my god. <laughs> Eight megabytes, PlayStation One. Yeah, you know, the Forty dollars. Yeah, there was nothing there was nothing there was no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forty dollars. I still have one around. I have a yellow one that I bought some off market one with games. Well I had a so. I had one for the uh I didn't have any of those, but I had the Dreamcast, you know. So you had the mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The VMUs. The 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 memory cards with little screens and controllers on them. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, it was, it's just kind of crazy, man. You know, kids. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like kids these days. Don't know, but they don't know. Like this <laughs> is not new. It's just they like, don't know what they don't know. Yeah, it's just people just decided to go back to making games hard. Hard. These other games are fucking easy, man. Like I played through. I mean, and I'm not a gamer. I'm not a professional gamer at all. Like I'm not good at video games. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I could play through Call of Duty very easily. I could play through many levels without dying at all. You know? No problem. Easy. You know? Simple. Mm. You know, the game's not challenging. Yeah, I saw the new one was out, and I saw that it was based on World War II, and I was like... That's your jam. Oh, oh you know, because I like the original, not Medal of Honor, Allied Assault. I never played that, but I'm sure it's a good game. World at War. But I played, uh, well, no, I played just Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's what the game's called, just Call of Duty, which is, uh, like, probably came out in, like, 2003 or something. And I have that on Steam, you know. And uh, to me, that's a good game. 
you know, I like it. Um, it's a little simpler, you know, it's, than the, the games are now, but it's cool. But yeah, World at War is a good one too, you know. Yeah, I remember uh, playing that one a, a while ago now. But yeah, you know what I was watching? Um, there's a video on YouTube. It's like the video says best best aircraft, best best fighter simulator ever. But really, it's just the the initial cutscene. Falcon 4.0. No, it's one. Of, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Top Gun. You're you're an old man. Um, <laughs> Ace but, Combat Three. <laughs> no, it's really just the opening scene from one of the Call of Duty games, and it's a very it's a cinematic. Okay, in the cinematic, you're oh. walking through the aircraft carrier. You get on top of the flight deck. You get into your fighter, and you're the Rio inside the flight, the aircraft. The other mm-hmm. guy is flying, right. and they say, they say, okay, here's your missiles. Here's your this. They give you a little quick, quick kind of like in cinematic tutorial of how to switch between missiles, guns, and flares, and then they fly you out there. And when you shoot the bad guys, <clears throat> it's a one missile kill, one hit kill. But your aircraft gets hit by missiles again and again and again because you're pract- you're playing in the cinematic. So you're not supposed to die. So the guys present themselves to you. They fly in front of you and present their rear ends to you so you can shoot them. You know, it's just it's very easy. It's not challenging. It's more beautiful than it is like a game. Hmm. You know, it's like an interactive movie is basically what it is. So. Well, that's what a lot of these newer games are. I remember we, I think we, we probably talked about this even before we had the show. Um, how a lot of these games now, I mean, they cost more than a movie does to make. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, and it's like hundreds of millions of dollars, and and they, you're exactly right. That's exactly what it is. It's like an interactive movie now. You know, it's not even like, I mean, it's a game, but it's so like crazy. You know, yeah. it's like there's so much that goes into it, which you know is cool. You know, and like you said, it looks really cool, right? Yeah. But maybe it's not a good game. You look at Cuphead. Cuphead looks like Steamboat Mickey just threw up. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> you know, that's what I it just, looks like. I just Googled it, and I was like, what yeah. is this? You know? Yeah, it doesn't it even at, look fun to play to me. It doesn't look fun to play at all. But it looks like it reminds me of Contra or Russian Attack or any side-scroller I played on Nintendo Mega Man. Ago. Yeah, I mean, sure, I yeah. guess they obviously made it look like a like a 60s cartoon or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, but, uh... Hmm. Interesting. You know what game I was thinking about the other day? And I was like, oh, whatever happened to that? But, of course, it was released. And... Jet Moto. Nope. Hydro Thunder. I was about to say uh, Hydro Thunder. Lollipop, Crazy Taxi. Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, that's what? been out. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, Lollipop Chainsaw. The girl, with the, the cheerleader who has all the weapons. And every time um, you try to look up her. Michael, you talked about this before with us because you look up her skirt and she's like, are you trying to look at my panties? Like she, <laughs> she makes you comment yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Whenever you camera scroll to her underwear. So it turns out that that game, uh, that character is based on a real life cosplayer named Jessica Nigri. Nigiri, Jesus, Michael. Nigiri. No, it's N I G R I. It's yeah, not Nigri. It's N I G R I. Yeah, Nigiri. It's not Nigiri. There's it no is. I it's there. It's a Japanese word. It's pronounced Nigiri. Hmm. Okay. I don't think it is, but okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to take your word for it. But. So I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, he's a. While, while he looks that up, when you were talking about the cinematics and like shooting down. Um, the enemy planes and one missile. I thought to myself that quote from Top Gun. He was like, "Too close for missiles. Switching to guns." 
Um, and I was thinking about well, so oh, I was thinking is, about it is Negri. You're right. Yeah, I don't know how it's pronounced. You know, I've I never heard anyone Nig- pronounce Uncle it. Ruckus Negri. <laughs> Jesus, it sounds so fucking bad. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced Jones. No. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking, like, oh, did they ever make a sequel to that? And no, they haven't. But <laughs> so she she and made- it's only available for Xbox 360. So she almost, uh, almost does porn now. Really? Yeah, she has a bunch of stuff on Pornhub. Hmm. She nude? I know she does like risque photo shoots. It's just her being very risky. That's what it is. A lot of these cosplayers are doing that. I I read an article the other day about uh, how the cosplayer thing, like you know, a lot of them do the whole sexy cosplayer thing. Like they'll like do the sexy version of a of Link or whoever, you know. Yeah. Right. And um, and it's because you know obviously they get more views, they get more attention that way, you know. Like, like if you could, they said you could do a full armor, crazy suit that takes three times as long to make and blah blah, and no one's gonna look at you, you know. They're like whatever. <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. So this. So this game, Lollipop Chainsaw, came out in 2012. Genre, action, hack, and slash. <laughs> That's a genre of game. That's great. Subgenre, fan service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, kind of went off, went off the, went off track there, but that's all right. So you're gonna get the new Call of Duty, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm gonna go get Medal of Honor Allied Assault. No. Install Windows and, XP and get frust- get frustrated as fuck <laughs> when I when I die twenty times and I'm like fuck this game and that's gonna be it. Let me on the beach, you piece of shit. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why they make the games like that now. You know, maybe people are like ah fuck. You know, it doesn't and it doesn't sell as much if it's too hard. Yeah, could be. I mean, I don't know. You know, interesting. Hmm. Let's see. There's only two Medal of Honor games available on uh, on Steam, so I guess that'd be an EA game, huh? Probably. Check out EA Origin. Yeah. Oh, I have the that best too. gaming platform known to man. I have that, although I don't know. Is it installed? Oh yeah, it's installed. <laughs> All right. Well, nothing for the old yum update. Uh, yeah, I don't really Food's have. Food's delicious. Yeah. And food is delicious. Well said. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Expand. Well, you uh, you uh, went to a certain place this this past weekend <coughs> right? or this Friday? This past Friday? Oh yeah, a uh, Chinese restaurant called Golden City Chinese Cuisine. Uh huh. Got was some that? of my favorite food. Some fragrant eggplant. It's that what the, it's called. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's what they call the dish. It's not a the eggplant right. itself is not particularly fragrant, you know, in the ground. But it's the <laughs> Chinese eggplant sort of stewed with um strips of stir-fried pork and kind of like a light brown sauce. And then I got some uh, a hot pot with tofu, mushrooms and fish belly. Now it's all that's fucking great. And I got some salty, spicy squid. 
delicious mm. with fresh jalapenos. Adds a nice bit of spice. Um, and I got uh, beef with Chinese vegetables and rice noodles. And guess what? It was delicious. Nice. So if anyone ever comes to Memphis, uh, go to Golden City Chinese Cuisine. And did you have anything you could take home? I ended up taking home most of it because every time I go there, I overorder. Yeah. So you just ate a little this, a little that kind of thing? Yeah, I had a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, buddy. I like it. If either of you ever come down here, I will treat you to a meal. Sounds good to me. You should have said that two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, done and done. I'm beyond the next thing smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Right, James? Yeah. Like, yeah, just looking at Jessica. You're getting distracted by something for the past couple minutes. Yeah, I am. I am. But I've been listening to some of that food and fish belly. And, And as you talked about fish belly, this image came up, which I will send you guys later, which is pretty funny. Okay. Um, yeah, I went to a Chinese food restaurant this weekend uh, at the MGM. It was pretty good. So, Oh, that's right. Ginger? Ginger, yeah. It was expensive, though, man. Um, How much were the noodles? The Singapore noodles were, I think they were like $17, something like that. Yeah, it's up there. So I kind of yeah, forgive it's not, the f- it's not crazy, crazy. I forgive the food because I'm like, okay, fancy restaurant, and the food was good. Sure. Like, it was particularly good. So... I'll let that slide. The drinks were so expensive, man. That's the only letdown to me. The drinks were expensive. Like, you can't get in there and really get, get go in because the drinks are just pricey as hell. They were good, though. You so know? You're saying you um, have to pregame before you go to dinner. I mean, well, the thing is, I think I think you got to pregame before you go out these days. <laughs> Matter of fact, here, everyone, drink before you drive. No, I mean, I was about <laughs> drink, to say. Drink before you go out drinking. I was about to say, <laughs> nowadays, you should probably just, just drink at home. You know, well, just, yeah. fucking just stay in your house and just get trashed. <laughs> just yeah, order some takeout. It's not a bad move. Be sad. Because it's like, cause there's so much risk to leaving your house now. You know, getting, you know, anything can happen to you these days. Someone could just fly out in front of you and start jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. I didn't even <laughs> thought about that risk. Yeah, I was just thinking about police or car accidents, but yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Somebody could just whip his dick out and blah, 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 blah. My name is Kevin Spacey. I would <laughs> love to give you a hand job. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. Flapping. He sounds like Richard Nixon. Yeah, that's exactly what from. He sounds uh, like. Yeah, I can I can imagine that actually. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Extras? Evan, go. Yeah. So I sent you guys this link in the group chat like a week ago, or I think it's four days ago. Yeah, because like that's when it was a aired. couple days ago. But. Yeah. It seems like longer because I watched it a couple times. Um, Paul Stamets on the Joe Rogan Experience talks about uh, mycelium. Mentions Star Trek a little bit. The a character in Star Trek Discovery is based on him and his story, sort of. 
uh, with certain liberties taken. Some of the ideas presented in this podcast are uh, a little bit out there initially, but give it a listen. It's very, very good. It's all about mushrooms and spores and the cycle of life and how things are interconnected. But much more than you think. Correct. Like, like about mushrooms or something. It's not. Yeah. It's more like. It's not like, oh, button mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms, portobello. Yeah, that's no, it. no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's more like. like mushrooms man. are life. Yeah, it's like the universe. Yeah. And like blah. So like Neil deGrasse Tyson should be all about this. Yes. Has he been on this show? Yeah, twice. Okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson has been on mm-hmm. our show. Yeah, you don't remember? Shit, I was, guess I was out that day. <laughs> oh, you mean Joe Rogan? Yeah. Ah, okay. So I know it's like two hours long. Um, no, but these shows, when they're interesting, they go fast. And Neil Stamet, uh Paul Stamets looks like a maniac with his fucking hat on. <laughs> He's the best kind of maniac. He's yeah. a super educated, smart maniac. Who like is open minded and has tried a lot of cool shit. Hmm. This is a cool show to watch, by the way. If anyone hasn't isn't spent time looking at this podcast, I don't like. I, I it doesn't it never attracts me because he has people's names I don't know, and I'm like, it, I don't get captured um, immediately by it. But if you're willing to adventure in, every time I've watched this show, I've never been let down. It's always good. Because he yeah, asks weird questions couple, and it's very free form. I watched a couple Stevo episodes. Yeah, Stevo on those are good. Stevo actually had I didn't realize he had been through so much crazy bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of his own making, but uh, well, yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so it was an interesting story. But anyway, yeah, some of the best ones that I like are when he has like scientists on or some writers, like uh, Randall Carlson, Graham Hancock. They talk about you know ancient history and civilization being way older than we think it is. Uh, there's this guy, there's Neil deGrasse Tyson, there's um, Brian Cox, another uh, physicist. But then he'll also have episodes where it's like writers on social justice blogs. And though, like a lot of those, I, I don't really care for those episodes. They get, they get pretty soft I'm like kind of talk about a lot of nonsense, but I like I like the good ones. <laughs> so you know, it kind of it kind of makes me wonder what kind of person is Paul is is uh is Rogan is Joe, mm-hmm. is Joe Rogan because like I know he's like a moon landing denier, right? He doesn't believe the moon landing is has a thing that happened. I think that whole is that still true? N- so no, I think he one of his best friends Eddie Bravo gets super high and super drunk and talks about every conspiracy theory there is and like buys into it. Joe trolls him quite often. So I think that's where that came from. I'm I I believe that Joe knows the moon landing happened. Okay. I mean I watched one of the episodes and he was talking about it. I was like, okay, I don't know about this guy. And then like I like I could not see us having a show ever with a social justice blogger on it. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like it'd be like you guys sitting quietly as I lose my motherfucking mind. <laughs> yep. And reduce someone to tears. Like I feel like that's what it would be. Or like me just rage quitting well, and like punching my monitor and leaving the house. I mean, 
the the thing is right we uh the way especially like now in modern society you can just talk to we've always we've talked about this before where you just look at things and talk to people in your own belief system your own bubble and maybe know? maybe that's maybe that's and what we're so, doing here maybe we shouldn't maybe we should yeah just i mean maybe it would and maybe that's what joe rogan's trying to do i don't know you know but i've listening to shows so i don't know exactly you know his stance on everything but um maybe that's why he has the, all these different kinds of people on he wants to get the different perspectives you know Yep. Which probably isn't a bad thing. So, uh. James is like fuck that. No, I, mean, I believe what I believe. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a eat gr- shit fuckers. I'm, I'm a great believer of like going out of your fucking space. You know, I think we should have someone like, like that. All on women the show. are whores. They deserve my cock. <laughs> no, put, no, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's if that's what I was be I was channeling Harvey Weinstein. Right. Right, right, right. I don't believe right, that. I got you. Yeah, Come you're on. channeling the ghost of Duke Ellington yeah. imitating Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> exactly. I don't believe that. Women are great. Whores. No, I'm just <laughs> no women like are women are women are great at being whores. No, they're they're awesome. They're mm-hmm. awesome. There are better halves. You know? So I've been, James, I've been, we live in a time of equality. They are our halves, our other yeah, halves. Yeah, I've uh, I've been um, so sometimes. I mean, I I don't like looking at all their stuff, but sometimes I look at uh, Tyt. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, the Young Turks. The I Young Turks. Watch, I really can't watch. I yeah. I watch it sometimes, but not really. So I mean, I see the occasional video here and there that they post, and there's one gal who gets. She's like super. I mean, I won't say anything she says is necessarily wrong, um, but she gets like super, like I'll say, like James, super triggered. But uh, you know, offended about, by small shit. Nah, I won't even say small shit, but she gets like she gets really, I'll say, passionate about about certain things. Uh, her name's Hannah Cranston. Okay. Um. And so sometimes her videos are good, but sometimes they're like a little too much for me, you know, but I like looking at some of this stuff and just seeing how it is. I mean, obviously I'm probably more liberal than conservative, but so maybe I need to watch some more conservative shit, but all the conservative stuff I've been seeing is crazy, but obviously, obviously it's not all crazy. So I probably just haven't seen the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So open your mind. Right. So, anywho, yeah. I don't know how we got there, but that's Is it. she Boom. super SJW or what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my problem, I like, I like to, sometimes I like watching TYT stuff, but one of my problems with it is they have, um, like, they'll talk about certain things, and the thing is, they're so, the problem is with any news media these days there's no such thing as like an unbiased news media. And now the bias is so clear to me that I can't sit down and watch almost, I can't barely watch any news anymore because like, even if I, if I sit down and watch NPR, which I think is the, believe it or not, I think it's the least biased, but it's still biased. Like, like there you'll watch an, you'll listen to an editorial or read an editorial from NPR and it's biased as fuck. You read like an editorial from a uh, Washington post biased as fuck. Which, if the people who write or edit... Well, that's what an editorial is, right? Yeah, but think about it. These guys are the editors. 
you know, or they're writers, they're influential writers who write for the for the thing. They're so biased. Their writing is so biased. And these people are the people who are vetting other authors, other writers' stuff on the thing, mm-hmm. you know, which gives the entire piece a spin, you know. And NPR is the same way. Like, if you – NPR will, like, there's one lady on NPR. Her name, the way she says her name, she's like, Lisa Foley. <laughs> she's like, this is NPR, and I'm Lisa Foley. So she's like a fucking android, and I love her because she's like, today in the news, blah, 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 blah. But she's just spitting out facts. I love her. Like, she's like, you, you can just trust what Lisa Foley has to say to you. She's, she's like a human stock ticker from 1920. Yeah, exactly. 100%. You know, she's like, I've been Lisa Foley. Thank you. You know, I'm like, like beep, boop, beep, boop. You know, she's like a fucking android. I love it. But then some of the other people, like, you'll hear them say, like, a little tone or something. And TYT is a lot like that. It's so biased. It's crazy. So you can't even, like, I'll have to, like, they'll say something about Trump. I'll have to go back and look to get the full story, you know, from CNN or something, just to see and then verify that story with someone else to see, you know, what the in-between is. And it's so much work to get the truth that I don't even attempt it anymore. Yeah, I saw, uh, we think we talked about it a, well, a long time ago now, but there there was a, a chart that showed the, all the different news news agencies like CNN, NPR, The Atlantic, New York Times, blah, blah, and showed where they are, like liberal, conservative, and, you know, how liberal, how conservative, and, you know, towards what's more towards the middle, you know. Like, but who something... made that, you know, so maybe they're, maybe they have their own bias, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's something she has on her Instagram, Hannah Cranston. Mass shootings are caused by toxic masculinity. What? Yeah. Is she wrong? I don't. What is toxic masculinity? I don't know. Listen and find out. Would you like to know more? (laughs) I mean, I I, I have no idea. I mean, I don't think that's what causes mass shootings. I also agree. So she's basically, if you, I mean, I listened to the first three seconds of what she was saying when you guys were talking and I didn't want to start watching a video, but she says the same, the the mass shooting was caused by the same boy who was given a gun at age seven and said, this toy gun makes is a, is a manly thing. You know, that's not toxic masculinity. That's just society. Just like you give women a doll and you say, this is what women play with, you know? It's you know the thing is people always want to blame someone else, something else, society, fucking this, fucking that. They always want to blame something, you know. Guess what? He's a fucking adult. He went and bought a gun and shot a bunch of people. It's his fault. Mm-hmm. I played with guns. I'm not shooting anybody. I've got a bunch of guns here on the ground. No, a bunch of toy guns. I'm a grown ass man. If I had a gun, I would not go on a shooting spree with it. Michael. Michael, he's like, he might. He's no, in no. that state of yeah, mind. Right. <laughs> Michael, have we talked about that before? I don't want to leave any secrets here. No, but fine. His mass yeah. shootings? No, Michael owns a gun. He's never got any mass shootings. You know, and his mother's from Canada, so maybe maybe that's, that's what genetic. balances him out, you know, makes him a very safe firearms owner, but he hasn't gone on any shootings. You know, we Phil... A friend of ours, he owns lots of guns. He's never gone in mass shootings. So to say this implication is just like rancid. It's just rancid. And I can't stand that. You know? Like, this is not... uh, Press news media should be unbiased. 
I don't care if you have problems with it. You know what I mean? Like you should be unbiased. If you can't say something unbiased, don't fucking open your goddamn mouth. Okay. As we publish our unbiased podcast. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, our our podcast is all opinion though. We don't we don't research so shit. So is theirs. No one comes to us for facts. What's no, but our shows, that's, that's that's a news program. But it's it just happens too. to be funded by that guy. But it's opinion too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's so it's opinion. So it's an opinion piece masquerading as news. Could be. That's what it yeah, is. We don't that. masquerade as news. We don't pretend to be a news program. These are the facts, folks. <laughs> Women are whores. Hannah Cranston doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, obviously, obviously not. One of those things is not true. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she knows what she's talking about or not. I have no idea. Mm. What do you know about? If you actually listen to her talk, maybe she, maybe it would make sense. I don't know. You know. Uh, so the first thing here is about this is an article. So it says the dominant life form in the cosmos is probably super intelligent robots. So this is saying if we ever actually did encounter "quote unquote" aliens, they'd probably be artificial intelligence, or something that was biological, and maybe, you know, they had their whole singularity, or they at least augmented themselves with technology. Which is interesting because normally, when you think about, you know, of course, any any kind of movie or anything you think about. Aliens are little green men, or they're whatever, right? You know, the greys, you right. know, or whatever. Biological superiority. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I know you guys are talking about something else, but I watch more of this thing she's talking about, and it goes on and on in the same rancid fucking thing. She's like, from age five, you get the gun, and you're told this is manly. Age 15, you learn it's okay to call women bitches. Age 25, you beat your wife. Uh, age 30, you buy a gun and go on a mass shooting. And then she's like, she's like, the problem is not, she's like, gun owners love to say people, guns don't kill people, people kill people. She said, but the reality is it's not people who kill people. It's men who kill people. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Men aren't people. You How know, many of the mass shooters have been women? She said 98% have been men, which go. is fine. It makes sense to me. Of course. Men are better at it, no? No, men just fucking <laughs> more likely to buy guns, more and fucking testosterone makes you do dumb shit. You know, testosterone, rage, trigger, being triggered about something, <laughs> fucking like a video from Hannah Cranston about <laughs> fucking, fucking, fucking. I hate black people. I hate women. I hate whatever. Like all that stuff. And you, you're, you're a piece. You're an out of control piece of shit already. So you go kill a bunch of people. Right. But that's you're, a fucking. You are toxically masculine. Michael, <laughs> I'm gonna come to your house and kill you. I know, I know. That's a different kind of mass shooting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot all that mass. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. but uh, you know, I, you make an active decision to be violent or not. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when you're speeding, going when you're speeding, going 109 down a fucking highway, whipping in and out of traffic. You know, you could get pulled over or, or kill a bunch of people. You know, maybe you're an asshole. You're just like selfish. You don't think about it, but you know. So whatever. I refuse to like you blame. Everyone's to blame. Oh, 
they were mentally challenged. Oh, they had toxic masculinity. Oh, he's well, just a beta cuck. Well, it's no. not a. I, I wouldn't say it's a letting them off the hook thing. No, it's not letting people off the hook. But words have power, Michael. It's if you start it's trying you, to. It's trying to explain it. Right? Yeah, it tries to explain it by by taking away the fact that people have choice. Toxic masculinity is a is 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 something you can blame something on. Whether you say it or not, that's what it is. You know, it's like if I said Evan decided to do this show, and then you and me have a discussion behind Evan's back, and I say he's doing this show because for some reason, and that reason is his motivating factor. I'm not blaming Evan anymore for starting the show. I'm blaming the reason. You know, and that's what's happening here. He's blaming this. Why is this fucking mushroom show playing in the background? I'm, I'm like, who are these guys talking back here? And it's that fucking, he's talking about, he's talking about mushrooms. Um, yeah, anyway, so, all right, whatever. You know, but that's the reason not to watch TYT. I think, and I understand, like, you watch this and you wonder why conservatives can't learn anything from non-conservative media. Well, this is probably why. the ultra, the other side, right? Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, if you watch TYT, there are facts there. There's wisdom there. But the problem is, you know, it's these interspersed with all this other stuff. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're if you're if you're a conservative, you could never watch one of these shows and be like, "Oh shit, I learned something today about who I am and about what I stand for and that why it's wrong." Because these people are so fucking negative and so fucking harsh that you can't watch it and be like, "Okay, you know, and the same thing goes for conservative. Bill O'Reilly is such a fucking gross, disgusting old man that you can't watch anything he says and say, oh, maybe there's a redeeming quality there. You know, you can't watch Hannity and be like, oh, this guy's a fucking human being. No, you're like, this guy's a human piece of trash. You know, he's a, he's a, he loves race. He's a racist piece of shit. And you're just like, okay, whatever. You know, right. you can't, like, you can't because you just listen to him. It's so crazy. Everything they're saying is so crazy. They just deny reality. <sighs> Okay, let's move ah. on. Yes. Next time I complain about the show being three hours, you just fucking say, James, it's because <laughs> you're because you're on the show. <laughs> All right. Where All right, were so, we? Uh, Fungus was, Among Us. Michael. So I was ahead. talking about the uh, the fact that this this article states anyway, the fact that if if and when we do encounter intelligent life elsewhere, it's probably going to be robots or AI or or biological enhanced with technological, which makes sense. You know, it just throws your, your, you know, one's normal perception or expectation that you would meet uh, an alien and they would just be all biological, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like us, like we are now, although that's slowly but surely changing, you know, so just kind of interesting. Um, only other thing I wanted to bring up here, there's a, uh, a, a news article. I haven't seen any other details since this one, but so we talked about it, uh, last time on the, or two times, two times ago on the show, the two women that were rescued on the boat with their two dogs. Yes. Uh-huh. Like near Japan kind of, they, they had sailed out of Hawaii on their way to Fiji. So there's some, there's some questions about their story now. Oh. Clickbait. And so uh, it turns out <laughs> they had an emergency beacon. Yeah. On their on their um, 
on their boat and they never activated it. So they could have activated this thing and been like, you know, help us, and they would have been located and rescued. The Coast Guard would have been there in like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or like it, at least a day or two, you know. But, is it yeah. a case of like one of the women, only one of them knew about it and she's an idiot? Or was it... Well, they, this could be. I mean, one woman is like the, the exper- experienced one, and the other one probably is less experienced. So the one who's experienced, so I think it's her boat, and so she knew about it and everything, you know. So it was a kidnapping. <laughs> could be. So it says they had this, the EPIRB, mm-hmm. emergency position indicating radio beacon, but never turned it on. Um, be- because also, of the implications? Also, so they said uh, after the first day or after the first day or two of their, their journey, they were hit by a, a I was going to say a squall, a, <laughs> a storm, and, you know, it damaged their ship. Um, the National Weather Service is like, nah, nothing. We don't know what you're talking about, you know? Huh. So. Is this a, is this a Thelma and Louise scenario? Where they well, just ran off? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it was planned and everything. So huh. they say um, they said during the the post incident debriefing was asked if she had an emergency beacon on board. She said that she did and that it was properly registered. So they said we asked why they did not activate it. She stated they never felt like they were truly in distress, like in a twenty four hour period they were going to die. That makes sense. That so they're just sense. adrift for months. I mean, well, they had food. The thing is, they had food. So, all right. So I guess you, we're we're okay. I mean, obviously, they probably wanted to go home, but they probably mm, they probably thought, well, it's not like we're not going to die. You know, you and could I, capsize at any moment. That's true. But you could do that on any boat, any time. That's an accepted risk. I think. I'm not. I'm not saying that they were right to do this. Obviously, at some point, once the fucking mast broke and the fucking the sails were like, Whoa, yeah. and the and engines were dead and whatever happened, yeah, there. like yeah. that was the time to hit the beacon. But they took it to the next level of being like, oh, I don't want to disrupt anybody. Maybe there's real people out there that could be saving. We have food, we have water, and maybe one woman was like, it'll be okay tomorrow. We'll we'll see land tomorrow. We'll see land tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, you know, maybe that's what happened. You know, I can almost believe that. Almost. It's it's wacky. It is wacky. Well, it that wacky. that and the fact that oh, we don't know what you're, the National Weather Service is like. What storms? Mm-hmm. So that's fishy too. You know, get it? No. Must yeah. have been pirates. Um, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like this picture I sent you guys. Maybe it was like that. Maybe yeah. that's the scenario. Giant oh, koi fish asserting their dominance over helpless women. Glub glub. He whispers. <laughs> Um, not again. Yeah. I don't understand this photo, but okay. You're, I think you're thinking too much into it. Yeah. Just look at it. It's just a ridiculous photo. Okay. Um, everyone will not be putting this photo on podcast. You guys will just have to wonder (laughs) what it is. Cause you guys see the link. Uh, I'll talk about it now, although it's going to, it's going to expire in a minute or in a couple days. Um, audible is doing a sweepstakes thing. I did. I, I signed up for it. So, uh, add books to your wish list on Audible. If you don't have an account, you can sign one up. You can sign up for free. You don't even need to sign up for a subscription or a free trial or anything. You can just sign up for an account. And um, so you, but you have to actually enter the the sweepstakes, put in your email address. It's right on the front page somewhere. 
And if you add books to your wish list, they say 10 lucky listeners are going to win um, $300 worth of audiobooks. So Excellent. no reason not to, no purchase necessary, blah, 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 you know. So Audible is not a sponsor anymore. Uh, we wish they were, but, uh, you know, it's okay. We still enjoy using Audible, or at least I do, and I think James does. So. Yeah, I do. I hold a grudge. Right. You're like, fuck you, audiobooks. <laughs> you You're st- not you, even real words. You, you you killed my dad and raped my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got you, Evan. It's all good. Um. So, yeah, that's that's all I got. All right. That was good. Excellent. All right, so... um. And me, I don't have anything. I'm uh, I'm feeling I'm Mr. Simple Man this week. I, I didn't have much going on. Simple I, I man will, with a simple plan. That's right. I will. Uh, I, I did. Well, I'll do. I will say this. My VR setup has not been set up <laughs> for many days, many weeks, many moons. And uh, it's I'm not going to be. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> no, I'm going to set it up today. I've been clearing space and cleaning up. I cleaned up my living room so I could set it back up again. So I'm going to set it up today. I got a new game this week called Just In Time Incorporated, Just In Time Insurance or something, where you are an insurance adjuster who uses time travel to save people. Um, <laughs> or uh, there's one 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 part of the game where a clown wants to kill himself, and he, he, he has insurance from your company. So... Basically, you have to take the insurance policy, the 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 the, uh, the a letter closing off the policy, and you have to jump from catwalk to catwalk, trying to as he's in midair falling to his death in slow motion. You have to get him to sign the policy, <laughs> um, letting your company off the hook. So uh, yeah, it, it's a fun game. It's it looks like really interesting, and I bought that and. Um, I've got something else uh, that I can't remember what, what it was called, but so I'm gonna. I plan on playing the shit out of that. Um, this week, like Leisure Suit Larry meets Goat Simulator meets Assassin's Creed. That sounds like a lot of fun. What you're describing, <laughs> it. but no, it's not. It's not. Um, actually, I'll put a link to it in the system. It's called in the system. I'll put a link here. Um, let me let me get it off this video of Jessica 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 Nigri, um, mm-hmm. with fidget spinners on her boobs. And we'll go to that. <laughs> Put that in the show notes. <laughs> um, if only it were possible to suspend your internet connection during the show, James. Yeah, I know. I know, but impossible. Mm-hmm. Thank God. All right. So uh, while you're doing that, would you like to take us out? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So. As always, guys, it's a pleasure to deliver this show to you. We like to give you the fine quality that is the IO panel. Please send your hate mail and complaints to iopanelpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I have, what, is that wrong? It's feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I mean, that, I think that email address does exist, but it's for something else. Yeah, I mean, we don't check it. So Yeah. One of these days, James. I'll Although, feel free day. to send an email there. I'll check it eventually. But. Yep. <clears throat> so I had the, uh, I had it open, and you know, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I don't need this," and I like 
Janessa and Nigiri. Okay. okay. So yeah, send your feedback yeah. to feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Yeah. I am actually curious if there's any certain segments that any of you uh, listeners particularly like or hate listening to. You know, we can always uh, accommodate changes to the show. We like to evolve. So we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, I think we're gonna change a couple things, right? We're gonna do some. We're gonna do some new stuff soon, and add some podcasts, maybe. So that'll be happening, but we'll see. Um, okay, so anyway, you can find us on iTunes, on Google Play Music, uh, Mixcloud. Apparently, there's a playlist. Uh, Twitter at Isle Panel Podcast. Uh, there's a Facebook page that nobody likes, so please go like it. Uh, we have a YouTube channel and an Amazon affiliate link. All of that can be found on the website iopanelpodcast.com and support us on patreon thank you to our patreon supporter ed who was on the show last week we love you it was actually a great show if you haven't listened to last week's episode go listen to it i had a lot of fun i'm sure everybody else did and we really yes, appreciate that you coming was an, on, ed. that was an excellent episode yeah and that's uh, the honest honest to god truth ed i had some of the most fun i've ever had on one of these shows with you on the show so we'll definitely have to have ed back to pick his brain some more about some new things um, <clears throat> but yeah, so please support us on Patreon. We need the money so Evan can buy more whatever Evan buys. I don't Noodles. know. Noodles. Pillowcases. <laughs> White bread so that he can look at it, bathe in it, but not eat it because he's so keto. I'll um, look at a loaf of white bread and I'll just think, fight me. Fight me, you yeah, bitch. Exactly. Exactly. Alright. <laughs> Unless anybody has anything else, that's all, folks. 